Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Featuring the new easy-to-sanitize threaded diffusion stone. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Studios in Northern California. This is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. man outside of my house driving a black car which i mean you know that's a little racist i think oh it's terrence yeah is he tagging the black man tagging the sidewalk outside my house oh it's terrence terrence doesn't tag and he doesn't count as a black guy either. bush got tagged last night yeah, yeah he, he did. did and he got a tattoo <laughs> Bush got the hop he got branded yesterday at the downtown joe's festival he got the hop grenade on his leg Oh, I did. I didn't see that coming. Another one. Uh, another bites, one falls. Bites the dust. <laughs> yeah, another one bites the dust. Another one falls to my vindictive plan to have you all branded eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stay sober at these events. <laughs> it is pretty vindictive. I thought well, they wouldn't tattoo you if you're drunk. You know, um, yeah, I guess he was drunk by the time that uh-huh. he started. But yeah. Push was sober when he had decided that he would get it. Oh. but then later he was he was pretty drunk when he got yes. it. What pushed him to that decision? No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> I asked him, you want, I said, are you going to get a tattoo today? And he said, if the BN pays for it. And I said, done. And he said, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to hit you in your soft spot, right in your wallet. Yeah, but that's to me, that's marketing, man. That's, uh, that's cheap marketing right there. I'll pay for the tattoo. We should call and uh, get Ilana's response. 
It's a good idea. Yeah, he had yeah. to check in with the wife, didn't he? He did. He had to yeah. check in and make sure it was okay. And uh, Nicole's working the chat room for you guys tonight, by the Hello. way. The lovely Nicole. Ernie helping out in Bevo's absence. Nicole is going to be our new almost full-time uh, chat mod and um, and phone screener. She's she's a busy uh, person as well, but um, is whenever she can, she said she'll be here to help out. So well, thanks, Nicole. And you know what's good about Nicole is that uh, she doesn't necessarily shop at Target or Walmart <laughs> or anything like that. She's too DIY for that shit. So Does she right. play well, she'd have a chat moderator. She might actually hang out in the chat with yeah, people. it'll be good. Man. I'm looking forward to bringing a crisp lemony zip to the show, guys. <laughs> Oh, man. Good. Now, do you have a chat uh, strategy, Nicole, or uh, are you just going to go for it? Well, I'm not going to take any shit from anybody, so don't even try. (laughs) That's good. It's a good start. All right. Uh, So, Nicole, did uh, did she get powers yet? Does she have all the powers? I haven't heard from Toad, but yeah, she's using mine, so as of now, she she is an admin for all intents and purposes. Okay, so Nicole has the kick-ass powers. Got to be careful with that. 888-401-BEER. She'll be our call screener tonight. And nice thing about this, uh, you know, nothing against Bevo, but it will be nice that our chat moderator uh, on occasion can participate in the beer conversation as well. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, that's true. Nicole is no slouch when it comes to the beer side of things, so it'll be nice. Uh, she'll have a dual purpose, uh, a female beer voice here, rather than just uh, a female voice that we make fun of. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now, also, I think we're going to hear from Bevo tonight uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, there is a new more in the world, uh, if you don't know yet, if you don't follow our Facebook uh, or Twitter. Uh, then you wouldn't know that Bevo and Sam had their baby last week. Little Esther, little baby Esther Gale is uh, healthy and alive. At the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Her only problem is Sam. (laughs) And I'm going to go out on a limb here. Now, I haven't seen the baby in person, but I did see a photo. So it's possible that there was some Photoshop done. Mm -hmm. It it is potentially the first good-looking white baby in the history of white babies. Uh, The picture I saw did not make me say ugly baby. And Hmm. as you know, I I don't think that white babies can be uh, good-looking. (laughs) <laughs> but <clears throat> this baby looks pretty good. It uh, it looks like a baby. It doesn't look like, um, you know, if you took the features of Bevo and the features of Sam and put them together to try to form their weird baby. It doesn't look like anything that would, uh, you know, uh, come about, but uh, it's a baby. So it's somebody else's baby. Uh, it's some, you know what? That happens more often than you think. I'm actually going to get the uh, my research team and find out how often yeah. babies get mixed up in hospitals. You know, it'd be good to know. Not only that, how often the daddy thinks it's his baby and it's not his baby. Find out that stat, too, if you can. It's like when the, the, val- the valet sends you home with the wrong Prius. No, no, worse than that. Up. I'm saying mama knows whose baby it is, but daddy oh, doesn't know whose I baby see. it is. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we will hear from Bevo later on tonight. We'll find out how everything went, and um, and and they're uh, I'm sure proud new parents. Uh, Sam's probably still in a corner, shivering somewhere. I'm sure, he's in afraid. a fetal position. <laughs> fetal in his own fetal position. Yeah, he's no help. Yeah. <clears throat> so exciting stuff. Congratulations to Bevo and Sam. We'll talk to them a little bit later. All right. Today's show uh, is going to be our festival season wrap up, and I have to say to you right now, thank. Baby Jesus and black baby Jesus that festival season is over. Amen. Oh, man, am I happy it's over. I love the end of festival season. I know you beer guys out there are going, oh, come on, there's no more festivals. And 
Fuck that. Your body needs a break from these things after a while. You know. <laughs> if you only go, to, if you only go to a couple a year, it's you know, it's not it's not that big a deal. But if you go to like three a month or so, it's it's too much. It gets ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is, I don't want to get tired of beer. You got to yeah. be careful. You know, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Right. And, you know, festival after festival. So I always love it. It allows us to kind of hunker down here in the studio and get a bunch of the things done that we haven't been able to get done because we've been out at, at festivals and gearing up for stuff like that. So we got a little break here. We're going to do a festival season wrap-up. We had two festivals this past weekend to talk to you about. And then we're going to kind of go through what we think makes a good festival and what makes a not-so-good festival tonight. So give you an idea into how the BN looks at uh, festival season and, and good beer festivals. You can contribute to that conversation if you want. 888-401-BEER or join Nicole in the chat room and do that. Uh, in this first segment, as soon as we get through with announcements, uh, Terrence the Black brewed his very first beer uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, I imagine, with uh, JP. That's right. As uh, as as the was now, who was the assistant brewer? Would would it be you, JP, or were you the the brewer and and Terrence was the assistant brewer? Um, I don't know. I'll let the, I'll let Terrence. Um, what do you think? Terrence? Answer that. I I would think I was the professor and he was the the student and it was a lab. If you look at it that way, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he so he did work and I did work. But I was showing him. If you were to enter it in competition. Would it say brewer and assistant brewer, or would it just say both of your names? Lab tech. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, I would probably say brewer and assistant brewer. I mean, it was his recipe and, and everything. I wouldn't take the credit for it. Okay. I wasn't one. And then, <laughs> and then he'd switch it. And then he'd, yeah. and he'd write in about the typo on the, uh, on the sheet, exactly. on the submission. He would knife me in my chair before I could get up. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about that in just a couple minutes. Um, in fact, we should probably just get that beer ready to go, and because um, we're not going to take a break before we do it. I'm just going to do some announcements and get that beer and glasses, and we'll talk about it, see how you felt about it, Terrence. All right, a couple of announcements we do have to get through. Uh, you know, the Better Beer Scores program that we've been talking about here last couple weeks. In fact, they did an interview with JP last week. That's right. JP did an excellent job, I thought. Oh, uh, thank you. Filling in was, uh, while I was away. I appreciate that. I had some family things come up and uh, couldn't avoid leaving. And JP and the crew here really held down the fort. And did a fantastic interview with the Better Beer Scores guys. And after the interview, the Better Beer Scores guys called me. They said, uh, first of all, JP did a great job. We loved the interview. And second of all, we want to extend a uh, pretty uh, huge discount to your to your listeners. So I think the class now, right now, if you go sign up for it, is 175 bucks. Oh, wow. Is that right, JP? That I number? think that's what it is, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they reduced the price significantly to 175 bucks, which is a good deal. You know? It's a great deal. And it's going to help you pass the course. So go check it out. You can go to BeerJudgeEducation.com. You can listen to last week's show to learn more about it and uh, get better beer scores and pass your BJCP exam with their help. <coughs> Satisfaction is guaranteed, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. But if you're not happy with it after a few classes, let's refund your money. I don't care. Done. They want you to be happy. Wow. So it's a good deal. It's all done online. You just join the class uh, through like a go-to meeting type of uh, environment, and you get to just sit at home, you know, like you listen to us with your pants down, and uh, study for the BJCP. So go check it out. Get yourself a good discount while it lasts. Okay? It's a limited time. So 175 bucks is a good deal. All right. We got some new designs in the BN store. Put up some new shirts. Got some things in there. Got some more coming. Um, different things on order. So, and a new store is launching very soon. 
And speaking of new things launching, I still get a lot of emails, people not current on the shows. I guess we ought to do a post about it, JP. Um, okay. Do not... Actually, I think they finally removed the iPhone app from iTunes. Oh, good. After okay. all this time, they finally removed it. Um, so there is no longer support for the iPhone app. Uh, there is a brand new iPhone app and Android app coming out. They are completely free. They're for both platforms. Uh-huh. Uh Everything is submitted. I'm waiting to hear back that they're live. So I don't. Ha- I know the question everyone's uh, asking is when, when, when. I don't know. I've done everything I could to expedite the process. I'm just waiting to find out that they are live. So okay. hang in there. The iPhone app no longer works. It shouldn't be in the store anymore. If it is, don't buy it. And uh, we'll get the new one going as soon as humanly possible. Um, when can we start applying for our refunds? From the iPhone app, uh, there will be no Today. refunds. Oh, no refunds! I figured we just set up Nate. We, uh, I was thinking we need to uh, set up Nate with a BN email, and I figured just all complaints can go to Nate. That'll be that'll work. I Let's think do be that. Good, he right? would love that. Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. set up that email. Um, let me see what I could do. He right. loves we'll do, complaints. Yeah. We'll do refund complaints. Go to Nate, and, and he'll work all that out. Yeah, he'll uh, just he'll do work it. It'll work itself out. It'll work I'll, itself let it, out. I'll let him know tonight, right after he falls asleep. Yeah. Oh, oh by the way, honey. <laughs> yeah, just before he's about to doze off. Exactly. Do that. All right, that sounds good. All right, you can watch all this live on justin.tv slash brewing network. we got the webcams going. You can hear over there and see over there. And uh, a lot of pretty faces in the studio. Where? You want to go check that out. And by a lot, I mean one. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's very nice of you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Moscow's starting to rock a little hair helmet oh, there. Know. Did you guys notice yeah. that? Yeah, and you know what? I kind of don't Pro. like it. <laughs> It's it, my, it's my mane. It's very wolfmany because you've got the low brow line and the the actual. There's a lot of hair on your head right now. There is, and you know, says I, me. I actually have a pretty gnarly devil's peak that okay. I, I look like uh, Eddie Munster, so I shave it off. You know? <laughs> oh, you do? Be, yeah, I do. It'd be even worse if Dude, I didn't believe me. I, I, I want that. Don't uh, no, you? Don't I want that? Don't shave that off. Just let us just. It's look. Festival season's over. We're just hanging out in the studio. The grass is always greener. <laughs> I always wanted long curly hair. How far down? Show me how far down that widow's peak would go. Wow, dude, you gotta you gotta rock that for us one time. Man, one time, I gotta grow it out for like two months. <laughs> what is your plan right now with the helmet situation? Oh, oh this is my Halloween <laughs> costume. Uh, I'm okay. gonna uh, do a Brian Wilson mohawk oh, and beard again. Oh, okay, God. so it's not staying. You're not growing it out. No, <laughs> no, this is my Halloween costume. This is what I, this is the length I go to to avoid spending forty five bucks at the Halloween store. Gotcha. That's I believe it. Okay, uh, sign up for our announcements over on Twitter and Facebook. You can send show ideas to Scott the Jew. Send them to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Everything else goes to JP. That's right. All right, let's try Terrence's beer. Sure smells we? good. All right. Boy. So, Terrence, uh, you've been wanting to homebrew for a while now. Yes. And finally... JP invited you to come and uh, and make a beer with him. And did you have uh, uh, full uh, freedom to choose what kind of beer you wanted to make? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, I told him that I wanted to, to try this uh, style of beer, and he tried to talk me out of it. Um, mm. And so we finally got to the point where it was, I think, a day or two before we were going to brew. He asked me what I wanted, and I kind of stuck to my guns and said, I still wanted to try it. It's kind of big for uh, a first beer, but I didn't want anything else, so... So it's essentially a clone of the Triple Rock um, chocolate stout. The white chocolate milk stout. It's a white chocolate milk stout. So if you can see it on the webcams, 
It looks like an amber ale. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, now I went down to Triple Rock and ordered this beer and almost sent it back when they, they brought out <laughs> this pale ale. Um, I hadn't tasted it yet. I, obviously, though, I ordered a white chocolate milk stout and I got this. Uh, you're right. And I was about to send it back and Kate the Great said, no, no, it's it's what I ordered. And, of course, I called her a stupid bitch. Well, you have to. Because she had ordered a white chocolate milk stout. <laughs> and she said, no, just will you taste the beer and taste it. And so I tasted it and went, shit, that's a white chocolate milk stout. That bitch. So really kind of a cool concept that he made this pale ale-looking beer, but tastes like a white chocolate milk stout. Yeah. Complicated beer. It has complex flavors. So if I'm JP and Terrence comes over and says that, I would say... No, that's retarded. That's pretty much what I told him. I said, you know, that that's going to be uh, very hard, and I feel uh, when you're first learning how to brew, you're going to need to learn your process first. You're going to need to learn what the ingredients do and how they interact and how they play. Yeah. Um, n- you know, not just th- you know, throw them all together because, so you have a, a, a pale beer and you're trying to replicate roasted malt flavors. Yeah. That's pretty, you know, it's pretty complex, uh, especially if you're not really sure what roasted malt flavors are bringing to the beer and, and, and how to, you know, how those balance with the malt and the hops and all that kind of stuff. Not to mention there's lactose in here. Oh. So you have to, you know, now you're, you're learning about adjuncts as well. Uh, I just thought it was too much, but he said, no, that's what I want to do. And, and I, I said, well, all right, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I mean, I can't just tell the guy, no, that's what he wanted, right? Um, but I was freaking out. For a long time, right? <laughs> Just thought, thought, yeah, like anxiety or yeah. Well, because you know, it's it's uh, it's. I don't want to say it's my reputation because my reputation's pretty much you know null and void. <laughs> but uh, still, there there is there is there is you know a, a sense. You 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 bring the beer in here, and there's a sense of like you know we're all accomplished brewers. Um, well, well. Well, that you Most. you made that beer uh, with Doc one time. That's true. I did make a good yeah. one with Doc once. So, yeah, you're right. Um, okay, I'm in there then. You know, and you bring it in, and it's just like, well, here's somebody who's been brewing for 14 years, <laughs> brewing an extract <laughs> batch. How hard is that, right? right? For the first time, and 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 you know, I don't know. It's it, it was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of internal pressure. Now, why did you guys brew extract? I know it's your first beer, Terrence, but JP has an all grain system. Yeah, I honestly, I think it was just because it was easier for me. Um, he. I don't know how else to say it, but it's like he stepped down to my level. It was uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was really good to see the whole process. But I knew for myself, I'm the kind of person where, like, I it's either go big or go home. Okay. So if he would have talked me into just brewing, you know, a normal pail or something like that, it wouldn't have fired me up to brew for the future. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Well, and extract is. Uh, I think everyone has to do extract the first time. I, I, that's just. Uh, you know, for for some people, brewing is kind of a daunting task. The whole the whole concept of brewing is is insane to some people, and you know, you the extract takes out a good chunk of what home brewing. You know, the knowledge side of home brewing. Yeah, what to do and why to do it and when to do it and how often. You know, Mufasa would not agree with you. You know, your brother Mufasa, Terrence. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he uh, would have said no. You got to go to all grain and be a real brewer. Well, yeah. Well, we'll do that next time. Yeah. I don't think we'll 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 do an extract ever again. But I like personally, I like teaching people with extract for the first batch, so they understand the process and see if they like it. They may Terrence may have hated it. Yeah. And the worst thing you want to do is when you if you hate something and you realize it two hours in and you have four <laughs> hours left, 
it's going to suck, right? You know, I don't disagree with you on that, JP. Yeah. I think it's a good plan, uh, certainly effort-wise. Because that's the other thing about it is, you know, unless you're really into the, the work part of your of the hobby, yeah. you don't want to scare people away just with the effort it takes to make a beer right, right. off the bat, I kind of think. Not to mention the setup and the cleanup. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. So, so. did you do this uh, in your kitchen or on like a uh, still outside in the... Yeah, on the stand. No, I did on the on the fifteen fifty on the more beer stand. Okay. Uh, just in the boil kettle, and just made ten gallons of it. Nice. Yeah. Our lovely sponsor, More Beer, brings you every Sunday session, even when it's on Monday. So you can go to morebeer.com and check it out. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna say that this beer cloned is really <laughs> damn good, man. That's good. It is almost it's cloned. Bad. It's not bad. I know what I did wrong. You do, yeah. Uh, it's it's you light. brewed with Terrence. I brewed yeah, with Terrence. Strike yeah. one right there. Yeah. Um, we were at more beer. Went down and got the ingredients, and uh, you know it needs like an extra at least two pounds of of, of extract in there. And I just kind of fucked up on my math. Oh, you, you did? Know? Yeah. Did, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of light. It's did like you four, not, it's almost four and a half percent. It's like nothing, you know. Did you not use Beersmith software, which no, would have helped you get your numbers correct every time? Well, no, of course not. I I think I know everything, so I went in there going, oh, you know, this, yeah, okay, six pounds for five gallons. So you know, oh, you didn't even punch it into any program. No, uh. I just sat there and looked at the rack, and I was like, oh, this will be fine. I'll take that bag. Yeah, this will be fine. This will be. I didn't do any math at all. Okay, That's, I rare. I do maybe extract uh, maybe once every two years. Okay. So I just didn't think about it. Right. See, to me, that's all the more reason to do a little math if you, you don't. Yeah, do but it every I figured time. I could just wing it. You know what I mean? I figured yeah. it'd be fine. Whatever. So, what, what, what starting gravity were you shooting for? Uh, I think it was a 1056. And what'd you get? And I think we got like a 1048. Yeah, we were six to eight points off, something like that. Yes. It's not bad. You know what, for me, that's spot on. <laughs> but you can, <laughs> you can taste it in the body. Right, tasty. Though. That's close. Yes. Oh, sorry. Hang on. I had you up. Yeah. Hey. That's close enough, right? Yeah, really close, yes. That's within twenty percent. That's a hit. Yeah, exactly. that's a bullseye, I figure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you can really taste it in the in the body. It, it's it, there's a watery kind of finish to it. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, but luckily there's that great chocolatey flavor yeah. that kind of fills it out. Is there also a little? Um, I feel like I'm saying this about every beer lately, but I, there's a little spice in there, a little jalapeno character. No, I don't get that. You know no. what's really Anybody funny? Anybody get that? Actually, that's yeah. actually what one of my friends said. Yeah, slightly. I had it at my house. Yeah, I get it a little bit. It was just a little something. It's not really mm, heat. Yeah. It's like eating a, a, a pepper that's not hot, you know. Uh, well, it could be maybe some green pepper flavor from the coffee. Ah, mm. right. Yeah, it's green coffee. Yeah. You have a switch on your mic, Nicole. I'm going to push that toward oh, you. There you go. You think it's the coffee green pe- uh, green pepper thing? Yeah, that that uh. flavor is pretty common from coffee. <clears throat> I haven't been able to get anybody to explain to me what that might be, what compound that might be. But if you get like a Hidachino Nest espresso stout, half the time it just tastes like green bell peppers. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about this beer, Nicole? Um, oh, wait, my microphone. It, it's, <laughs> something's wrong with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Wow! Okay then, all right. Can I can I boot another chat mod out of the chat? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, we have to see who's got more powers. I like how Terrence rolls in with like the biggest swing top bottle I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's huge. Where did it's you get that? Huge. That was, that was <laughs> oh, JP. I was going to let you roll with that one. <laughs> no. He also yeah. brought in some beer in a big growler. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get uh, it. Yeah. 
Where the hell did you get that thing? <laughs> um, you know, it, uh, I got it at Bevmo. They were selling that with a bunch of Doppelbach in it for like ten bucks a couple years ago. How was the Doppelbach? It was nasty. Oh. <laughs> but I figured I was like, you know, I, I actually it was twelve ninety nine, and I was going up to the register. I'm like, if I get anything out of it, it's a pretty sick growler. Yeah, yeah. Moscow, hold that bad boy up to the camera, would you? It's like a what, a liter and a half yeah, or something like, like that? Least, least two liters, one, one and a half, might be two liters. I'm thinking. Uh, that thing's. <laughs> It's ridiculous, yeah. man. Terrence, your growler is so Yeah, it's big. got like a, two pints in the neck. <laughs> will you, will yeah. you empty it out into my face? What? I'll tell you what. If this was my first beer, I would be enormously happy. And Terrence, when I saw him yesterday, was like, oh, it's all right. I don't, I don't want to bring in. I want you guys to rip it apart. That's smart. Keep your expectations low. I mean, you'll like what you have. I'd be pouring this for everybody if it was my first beer. It just makes me nervous. Um because I would, I would just hate to have to run out of here crying. And everyone's like, oh, it's a piece of shit. Like, that would be horrible for me. Like, never brew again. You guys never see me again. Right. Oh, that's pretty good. We'll remember that. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> so tell us about the uh, recipe, JP. Uh, well, the only the only thing I knew about it, I wasn't going to ask Roger about it. Uh, Why not? I don't know. Pride? No, 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 no. Okay. Not when it comes to that. Because uh, I don't think he would tell me. Uh, he just I think F he, with you? Yeah, it would take me like four hours of, of you know, ambiguous text to finally get it out, and I didn't feel oh, like going yeah. through it that time. Oh, I don't know. What do you think is in it? Fucking tell me, dude. Um, <laughs> well, it's true. And he doesn't do it because he's secretive. He does it because he's a dick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm actually fuck with you. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. I mean. So, uh, I did read the description, uh, and so I, I did see it had coffee. I did actually over here. He, he put coffee grounds in the mash, uh, and then you know cocoa nibs and uh, lactose and star anise. Oh yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I can figure out how to put a beer together. I, I I know at least at least that much. I didn't do it in the mash because I don't like how the how it kind of tastes. I I did a, a like three French presses. And put that in the boil for the last five minutes. Okay. Then I put lactose, and I didn't have any star anise. I figured I don't know what it does, so I'm not going to do it. I'm glad you made that decision because everything could have been perfect, and that one ingredient could right. have screwed up this whole beer. That's uh, that, that's a uh, 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 yes. <laughs> that's a happy uh, mistake because because you would have taken like, like one of half of one seed of star. I did, yeah, I, I didn't know how much to do, but I, I didn't know where to go and get that shit. You yeah. know, okay. and fuck it. I, I didn't. I didn't taste it in the beer. So, in my opinion, he used too little, and I figured Terrence wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first time he's hearing about it. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so I just kind of put it together that way, just uh, just a, an extract uh, batch. I forget even the grain. I think there's like Crystal Forty in it, and maybe some like Munich. Where's the yeah. chocolate character coming from? Nibs. So ah. I, I put four ounces of nibs in the keg. In the keg. Okay. Yeah. And uh, let's sit. Lot. Yeah. Well, it's 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 about average. It's fine. A it's, five gallon keg. One five, five uh, gallon a, a keg. batch. I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, so in hindsight, I could have put a couple more pounds of extract, and I think I could have put at least another pound of lactose, maybe another half a pound. I don't know. I think that could have bumped it up a little bit. But I want it to be more chocolate forward. Um, so I think normally I may have done like two ounces in this beer because it's kind of has a lower gravity. But I did four ounces because I wanted I wanted to have that cocoa aroma and and flavor and that be more dominant than um than anything else and i was hoping it would kind of add a little bit to the body as well to to replace the um the uh the lack of 
the lack of body. Maybe as the nibs age in there, maybe you'll get a little tannin out of it. I don't know. Okay. And uh, I just hope it, you know, wanted to, to kind of play off that. I feel like it's my first in radio interview, the way I'm like stuttering and <laughs> no, shitting myself. <laughs> I, I think that's the, the chocolate forward is also the character of Roger's beer. Uh, so I think yeah. that was a good decision. If, what, if I remember right, it was that was one of the nice qualities uh, of that beer. What does lactose do in the beer? Um, it's unfermentable sugars. It's milk sugar. So it, that's that kind of creamy... Um, Nicole? Increases the body. Yeah, you get more... But like, a thicker body. You get thicker body by drinking... Um, yeah, that's it. Sweetness. It's just, it, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, but that flavor is like a sweeter smoother kind of um i don't know i don't know how to describe it i'm trying to think of like a flavor descriptor instead of like an action just straight up sweet yeah Yeah, straight up sweet how do you determine how much of that to put into a recipe um i actually looked at a milk stout recipe (laughs) that morbier had on the shelf and it had half a pound and i mean five gallons well then must be double what uh what is it what form does it come in i'm thinking of like a liquid it's powder it's powder yeah okay yeah, it's, it's like, powder. It's like dried it's like, milk. It's like powder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's the milk. It's milk sugar. It's the sugar from the milk, and so the yeast can't digest it because the 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 chains are too long. Okay. So it comes through as just sweet, smooth, soft sweetness. Yeah. So Terrence, aside from being uh, a little nervous about what might happen in in this studio, what do you feel about the beer personally? Um, I think it's good. Actually, um, I was a little disappointed. <clears throat> Sorry disappointed when i first tried it um because it just tasted like chocolate water but the roast is actually starting to come out a lot more in it so mm-hmm. it's, it's tasting a lot better the more um i've let it kind of just age in my kitchen i'll pour a little bit every once in a while and it's starting to taste really good yeah. so i'm excited i think this is the beginning of uh something amazing so, <laughs> <laughs> so. You, do you mean your brewing career or this beer will turn into something oh, no, amazing? Brewing uh, no, your brewing no, career yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I hope to, I hope to keep going. I hope to keep going from here. Okay, so. good. Uh, tasty, Chad. Anything about this beer other than the the body that's missing? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I I had uh, Rogers beer. Uh, I would like more. And uh, this is this reminds me a lot of Rogers beer. I think it's I think uh, other than the color, I think it's pretty much uh, in that same family at least. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like Rogers beer. And, oh, you uh, didn't. I don't like this beer, probably for the same reason. It's just not a combination I like. So even had, well it, even had it been done perfectly, you yeah, mean you yeah. don't like the, the flavor? I just don't like that, what he's trying to do with the beer. Got it. What was the color difference? Was his lighter? I think his was a little lighter, oh, right? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty pale. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You must, did you use a roast to get the color? Is that what you used? Uh, no. Or was, no, I didn't use any roast at all. So all the colors from the base malt? Or the uh, all the coffee? colors from the coffee. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I could see that. An extract. So, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And the, and I, the I think it's an interesting beer. I think it's a hell of a style to brew the first time. So, yeah, I'd yeah, say I, it's. Uh, I think you had fun, and I think it came out fine. You know, it's my opinion that you could put this on tap almost anywhere, and people would like it. Yeah. Yep. I think so. I mean, it's low alcohol enough, and it's kind of you know, I, I like like Tasty said, it's it's or not. Um, Terrence said it was kind of like chocolate water. And it really is. It does have that character. That was Terrence's um, nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, but, um, you were going to say some things about this beer? Well, I, I kind of wanted to ask a little bit more about how, how and when you added the coffee. I, um, I just made three French presses, uh, eight, ounce, or, uh, like eight cup French presses, and just poured them, poured them in the boil. 
Dunkin' Donuts oil. coffee or actually it was Trader Joe's Guatemala blend, okay. which is all I had. And in hindsight, I would use more robust flavor. How far into the boil? Uh, I think like five minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is but, that just to sanitize it? Otherwise, you no. would have put it in. No. I just that's when I thought about it. I said, "Fuck, <laughs> we need to do coffee." <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I'm going well because he he put his grounds in the mash. We're not doing a mash. I didn't want to steep them in there because I've had a lot of co- a lot of coffee Oof. beers made with the the grounds that have been steeped, and I think it tastes like crap. Okay. You can taste the grain; tastes very astringent, very tannic. Um, even though Roger said he put his in the mash, and he, I didn't get that flavor, so his is one of the first ones. But uh, uh, another another way I messed up is as I didn't do that calculation. I didn't sit down and plan ahead and go, okay, I'm going to be adding basically water back to the beer. Mm-hmm. So I need to account for how much water I'm adding, and make sure I have you know subtracted that much when I put it in the in the kettle. You know what I mean. So when I add the three things of coffee, it gets up to the ten and a half gallons instead of the eleven and a half that I was, which diluted the the, the thing and, and lowered my gravity even more. So now, how about this? Why not if the if the gravity wasn't really right? Why why didn't you keep boiling? Did you do a check like a you know, while you're boiling? We did, and I don't know why. I think because I didn't want to um, get it over bitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Terrence, do you remember that? I don't. I think we were like three beers in at that point, so I'm not sure. I really <laughs> don't remember what the reason but was. But I asked because it's a common mistake for me, and so now I've gotten into the habit of the pre-boil gravity, and then I can do, a, I've, I've now discovered that I can do a pretty good estimate of where I'm going to be and not add my... Uh, first edition of hops. Yeah, if I want to boil for an extra half hour or something to oh. get closer to my gravity, because eight, because you could, you could compensate for eight points with a little bit of boiling. You could you get, could. you could get a lot closer. But it sounds to me like maybe you just you'd already thrown in the first hops. Yeah, I'd already done it because and, it's extract, you know. And usually with extract, you don't check your numbers because it's it's already there. It's just it's pre filled out equation for you. It's like, sure. this will equal this. It just it it will. So I didn't even think about it fail i kind of did i then i was telling terrence because he's like you think i could bring this in i'm like i don't know <laughs> because <laughs> i fucked up a lot on it and uh and uh we'll see how it comes out we'll see how it tastes but other than that you you didn't screw up a lot no I think, I, think I think it's it, a really it, well-made beer it ended up being okay and then uh for yeast i just used dry um dry yeast oh you did uso5 man yeah why is that? Why not um, a normal liquid starter like we all do? Because here? I didn't have time to go get it. Okay. And make one and do all that shit. And uh, actually, um, I had talked to Sully recently, and, and, and that's that's what they use at, at 2 is is uh, dry yeast. And actually, a lot of breweries are using starting to use more and more dry yeast, and I kind of wanted to see how it worked. All right. So, Well, the yeast profile, I think, is fine. It's, it's clean. It's a very right? clean beer. Yeah. Um, Worked pretty well. I was actually really impressed. It had a, a very vigorous Krausen on it and uh, fermented out pretty well. All right. Yeah. So I think I'm happy with it. Uh, you know, it, I, I definitely, like I said, would change some stuff. But I think for a first beer, for an extract beer, I don't think you would know this is, this is an extract beer necessarily. No, I wouldn't you know? have picked it out. Uh, I, I, I did think about that, of whether or not I could pick it out. I do think that it would have a more complex grain flavor and character to it if it was all grain. Maybe, yeah. Well, it depends. But I don't know that if you yeah. put two of them in front of me, I could say that. You know what yeah. I mean? But I definitely have had some of your, like I've had your oatmeal stout and things like that that yeah. has a really rich, nice grain character to it. 
and I think that that could have lent some goodness to this beer. What, what were the uh, specialty malts? There weren't any at all? I think it was like Crystal 40 okay. for some body. Oh, so, oh sh- I don't remember, actually. I don't, but it had some crystal. So. I, I don't know if it had crystal in it or not. It may have. I wrote it down somewhere. I totally pulled an asshole homebrew remove and didn't bring it. Right. Because it, it does seem real neutral in the malt flavor. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're looking for, I'm looking for something and it's not getting it. Right. You're getting mostly the, chocolate and yeah, coffee. Yeah, that's overriding. And little lactose, yeah. So but I think, I think the eight points, a bigger beer would probably be a, be a better beer for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. I, I agree. So, Terrence, Terrence how, do you, how are you serving it at home? You have a kegerator at home? Uh, or did you guys bottle up? Uh, no, actually, I have it kegged, and um, I like I, Terrence. I'm not bottling. Shit. I was no, going to say that's no. effed because I think the new brewers should have. To, I'm I'm that guy, like my dad, you know, where just because it sucked for me, it should yeah. suck for everybody. It builds yeah. character. Yeah, so I feel like new brewers should no. have should have to bottle that shit. I think it's like uh, you know um, something else like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you know, it's it's a headache that you don't really learn anything from. Yeah, it's you know? true. It's, I know, but I just uh, to me, it's like a uh, it's a badge of honor. You got to earn your wings. You got to whatever other cliche are I you, can come up with right now. Are you, you know? tearing up because you thought of your dad? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not at all. No, that's oh, too bad. Uh, no, no. I just, but I'm that guy who yeah. thinks like you know what? Even though you've got a friend who can keg, you can keg yeah. with. F that. I would have made him bottle had he brewed at my house. No, it, for me, it's more important for for my my student to learn. Mm. Uh, to retain brewing right. information. We can work in packaging later. He wasn't even there when I kegged it. But then also I would have made him take out my garbage, make my bed, and mop the floor. <laughs> so, you know. Now, Why? so what did you... You just brought a keg home and... Yeah, and I'm kegging it. Right, I have it in a keg and then I have it in a uh, a bucket in my kitchen and I'm pouring ice in it, which sucks. So just throwing it out there, anyone? You had hey. a kegerator. I thought you had one. No, no, we're going to make a kegerator. Um, we're going to turn part of our kitchen into a kegerator um so but the problem is i need the kegerator to, well, to Chad, actually is, would you like that. a four tap uh kegerator <laughs> <laughs> yeah would you like an extremely noisy and pg&e sucking four tap kegerator yeah go big or go home right i actually would not mind because that would go in the garage because uh, we decided to do something like that in the garage instead <laughs> thousand bucks and it's yours thousand yeah let's, I'll, let me think about that all right yeah uh, Chad, don't we have? A, is our other one that we lent out to some hot chick being used? Because we could use really. my like he could use my single tap one yeah. that I made my dorm fridge. Absolutely. Why don't we give him that one? Yeah, absolutely. You can we'll borrow that till you get your thing built. I love you guys. It's Thank my you. first kegger. I'm proud of it. I built that thing myself. Was it the white one? The white said? one. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Can we get that back? <laughs> yeah. Can that, we get a handy while we're at it from the hot chick who has it? Probably not. Mm, that's too bad. No one ever offered me a kegerator. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Some of that. <laughs> well, you know why? Because you bottled. Yeah. Had you had you kegged first and complained on the air that you didn't have any way to serve it. Right. Justin's dad story. insisted that I that I bottle. That's true. Plus, I have white guilt, so I'm always looking to help out. <laughs> reparations. Man, you know, it's reparations. Like, yeah, I feel like it's it's my way of making reparations. <laughs> is a is a kegerator now the the modern day equivalent to forty acres and a mule? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you out to Chili's and I'll give you my kegerator. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Are we good oh, now? Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I took him to Chili's yesterday. <laughs> so the kegerator is, is next. Well, man, I, I'd be proud of this beer. What are you going to brew next? Um, I don't know yet. I don't know. Becca's um, requesting um, a porter, 
But I don't know. She throws something out every day. So Is it going to have to be some enormously complex and retarded recipe for you every time? Uh, hopefully not. Um, that, <laughs> that tends to be what, what she likes more than anything else is the really complex stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she wants a porter, but I did name this one. Just to let you guys know. I oh. did name this. What what is is it? um, it's named after my kid. It's the uh, mulatto milk stout. Nice. <laughs> perfect. That kind of makes sense. Wow. It's perfect. Not quite a pail, not quite a stout. It's right there in the middle, yeah. Somewhere in the... See, now I think you should I brew your second it. beer and, and blend. Yeah. Mm. Just <laughs> like you did. point. I kind of want to make a t-shirt out of Terrence's mulatto milk stout. It's not bad. No. If Terrence is the only one who can wear it. <laughs> Without getting his ass kicked, I think. Even then. <laughs> Even then. If Nate came home with that, I'd beat his ass. <laughs> Uh, good name. Okay. Well, uh, it's yeah, it's not going to do well in competition because of the thinness. So I think you should brew it again because I want to hear it called out on stage somewhere. Oh. And the gold medal goes to uh, Mulatto Milk Stout from <laughs> Terrence and JP. Oh, just so that it, you know, you, you'll be able to hear a pin drop in that room, except for our douchey table standing <laughs> up screaming. <laughs> we're so funny! God damn it, we're funny. There's a few recommendations for names coming through the chat. We have mm. Oreo Stout. Not bad. Michael Jackson Milk Stout. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. I get it. Because he turned white. Although with Michael Jackson, like the flavor faded too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, then yeah, you could call this failed one Michael Jackson Milk Stout. And wait, wait to call the good one Mulatto Milk Stout. <laughs> uh, that's true. Hmm. You call that one like Rihanna Milk Stout or something? <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Oh. Oh, that's yeah. Now, are you going to get brew equipment now, Terrence, or are you just going to keep mooching off of JP? Um, yeah, both. Yes, to both. Um, no, um, there's actually a listener who gave me a kettle or offered me a kettle. I just have to go pick it up. And then, okay. Um, I'm just gonna check Craigslist for everything else. You know, we got some parts around here too, man. We Hook can probably. Up, man. Uh, Again. No one offering me anything. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I got a spare 1550 on the side of the house. Uh, oh, I can put the seat ups in my, my truck. Just throw it right there. Hey, couldn't, couldn't he store Randy the Mexican's brew system at his house for a while instead of storing it at our house? Possibly. That's a whole more beer uh, brew sculpture we got on the back patio, man. I'll teach you how to brew it. I love you guys. Just, I really do. I mean, you got, a, you got a place to store it, right? I do. The guy do just right needs a the place garage. to keep it. I'm sure he wouldn't mind getting some use while it's hanging around. Yep. Sounds good. I wonder what else I can give you. I got to get a bunch of rid of a bunch of crap in this oh, house. Yeah. Uh, some bills. I think <laughs> okay, some bills yeah. you can... I got an enormous PG&E bill. You interested in that? No, no, no. I'm good. Thank you. It'll uh, help you brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm serious. Maybe we should ask Randy the Mexican if we can store that up at Terrence's house. Yeah. Get it the hell off of our patio and save some cash. But you got to go straight to all grain, I think. That's easy, though. At this point, everything else, it'll be fine. That's the next lesson. Yeah. It's everything before, what is the extract? This is how you do it. I mean, the good thing about that one is that he's got the, the pretty manual version. So you still do, you still got to fight the good fight like I want you to have to do. You know, you don't get to just push buttons like we do. <laughs> you're, thanks. You're kind of a douchebag. Right on. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know, guys. I like the beer. It's not bad, huh? I'm a little disappointed at the reaction in here. There's no other than the thinness. No one liked the beer. I liked it. I, I think you're the. You seem to be very thrilled with it, and the rest of us are sort of. It, it's good, but well, he's trying to make good radio. I know. I think he really <laughs> likes it. <laughs> 
No, it's. I mean, it, it it's a weird style, and and I I kind of agree with Tasty when I when I had it, I didn't really like Rogers beer because it. I I don't know maybe it, maybe it fucked with my mind too much where I wanted a stout I kind of wanted that that those flavors I didn't want them synthesized yeah by other ingredients uh, it's an interesting beer it's definitely a a, a, a craft brewer's beer right. you know what I mean trying to to experiment in that kind of way but uh, um it's still you know it's still good all right well now that Schumann's living with you are you going to brew a, a light beer with him are you going to brew a Bud Light clone with Schumann too you know he drinks more wine than beer he does you know, he chuck, two buck chuck right two buck chuck is, 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 he's still had three Bud Lights in in the fridge for like three weeks right yeah. he's moved on to the he's, I, that's all he really does man yeah <laughs> right like every night like a bottle a night um, not a bottle, but, but, uh, I think, you know, he'll go through three a week or something like that, which oh, is still pretty, bad. it's still pretty good though. I could do that. Well, you, you could, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. No, he, actually he's, he turned me onto the two buck chuck. I used to make fun of him for it and I hated it and, uh, it kind of grew on me. He kept bringing it home <laughs> and, uh, it grew on me too. And then now I hate it. Now you hate it? Yeah. Taryn really? brings it home all the time. Like, it's jammy. It's too jammy. No. It's too fruity. Not jammy, but fruity. It's too It's bright fruit. I would. I pulled this. No, I, I, I pulled this on uh, my girlfriend because she claimed she hated it forever. And I was like, I'm going to get you one day. And about six months went by, and I actually pu- I, I replaced the label. Nice. I was very careful about it. And then we went through half the bottle, and she was said, oh, yeah, this is great. And then I informed her halfway through dinner that it was, in fact, too much. And I know <laughs> everybody would do that. Oh, this is great if they thought it was something no, else. No, not at all. Yes, uh, that's I actually- know it. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I actually don't. I don't even like that style of, of wine. Like the light, the lighter body, fruit forward wines. I don't even really like. I like more jammy, oaky, big tannin. I'm going to get wine. you one day too. I was just going to say, why? I think you just ought to do it. I why? I don't like them. that style. I mean, that's like saying I, yes, I don't like do. this. I don't yes, like you. this, um, this like type it. of pale ale. <laughs> I'm going to get you on it. I'm going to do it. Nope. Nope. But I don't. I don't actually like this whole style of beer over here. I don't even drink it. Nope, I'm going to get you. You're going to make you drink it. I'm going to make you drink something that you don't like. Nope, you're going to do it. All right, whatever. It's true. There is more than one two-buck chug. There's a couple different kinds. They have like Merlot and Cab and and Chardonnay. Yeah. 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 It's going to be a little suspicious when out of the blue one day I'm like, hey, let's have a (laughs) wine night, everybody. Yeah. Uh, it is suspicious for more than one reason, right? And oh yeah, Moscow bought bought silver oak. Yeah, sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Tasty, you ever drink wine? Uh, no. You don't even like it at all. Well, like a good wine, it. I can drink it, but I don't, so. you never choose to. No, you don't go to the store and buy it unless they don't have any good craft beer. Then I'll yeah. Why don't I have wine around the house because people come over and they like it, but. I gotta change it up every now and then. I gotta I, I gotta yeah. clean the palate with something else. You know, that's what sour beer is for. No, that's true. That's true, I, and I that'll, that'll work. Yeah, I mean, two dollars for two buck chuck, or uh, you know, you know, you're living in the in the poorhouse when you go and you're buying two buck chuck a lot, and you go to Trader Joe's and go, well, I don't know, should we splurge for the four ninety nine? Yeah, like uh, you know, La Roja. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Christmas. I'm going to buy this seven dollar bottle. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. When like you know, six months ago, I was at Safeway going, all right, fourteen is not bad. Yeah, yeah. Terrence, you don't drink wine either. No, not really. No. Not a big fan of it. Mm, it's interesting. You get enough of that at home. Chad used to drink wine. He used to bring home good wine. Yeah. Yeah, what happened to that? Not anymore. Oh, beer. Just got turned out of beer. <laughs> beer. Yeah, beer happened. I really like Zen, though. I really love Zinfandel. Yeah? Yeah, that's probably my favorite style. Pinot Noir. Uh, I favorites. like Pinot. I'm more of a Pinot I like the reds. Yeah. Definitely not the whites. Who drinks white? 
No, not no one with a penis. I'll right. tell you that right I now. Enjoy a no, this colder growing region. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some post ops who technically have a penis, but they they yeah. dig wine. You know, I think I've had one white in my life that was worth drinking. Otherwise, you got to go red if you have a wiener. Actually, I've I've had done that too. It was a German Riesling. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything else was fucking awful. No, my friend drinks white wine with ice. Because she's stupid. Okay, now that's inappropriate. Isn't it? And uh, and you shouldn't hang out with that person anymore. I don't. Old people do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I have a glass of Chardonnay and a glass of ice? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. I'll also okay. have the Grand Slam <laughs> uh, scramble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the early bird special. <laughs> it's to break up their uh, their handle of Christian Brothers brandy. So, you know so what I mean? we what? do wine on tap, right, at, at this uh, the gastropub. At Handles? And people always ask for ice and their wine. It's always the old women. I don't Gross. get it. Gross. It's weird. It's common. I worked at this cafe for a while coffee cafe and this, this random dude came in he's like hey you got any sweet and low oh <laughs> I'm like, no i'm like no sir sorry we have equal and splenda he's like oh no i need some sweet and low for my wine oh my god oh, wow. was this gentleman awesome. southern black <laughs> yeah he was yeah. alabama state senator yeah. was he in the middle of a sermon <laughs> and then he was like what is this need <laughs> m-a-i-d <laughs> I need some sweet and low for my wine. S-U-G-A-R, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I have ice in the wine. It's weird. It's ice wine, isn't that what ice wine is? Old people are weird. <laughs> old people are super weird. You know what I'm saying, Tasty? Old people just get weird. <laughs> yeah, like my friend they Esther definitely get weird. and Rose the other day. I'm putting water in my beer now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird. So did Terrence and JP. Yeah, yeah they put a lot of water in there. <laughs> you don't have to do that. We'll just brew for you for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I get a Pliny the Elder and a sparkling mineral, mineral water, please? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Julia Hers in the craftbeer.com segment for this week. Plus, we got more to do. We're going to hear from Bevo and Bevo's baby later on in the program. And uh, we're going to talk about festival season coming to an end and what makes a good festival. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Things are getting sticky this month at More Beer. All month long, they are featuring their brand new mead kits, and they're hooking you up with an awesome freebie. Their new kits showcase famous Tupelo honey and orange blossom honey from California orange groves. Mead or Melamel, eight all-new kits, as well as Honey by the Pound, are on sale all month long. Tupelo has long been considered the gold standard of honey, prized for its rich, fruity flavor and non-granulating characteristics. More Beer's unblended Tupelo honey has fruit flavors, intense cedarwood, and a spicy incense quality. More Beer orange blossom honey should be used for your very best creations. It comes directly from orchards in the California Central Valley and has the unmistakable floral aroma of orange blossoms. By far, one of the favorite honeys for mead. And don't miss Morbier's free, comprehensive mead-making guide from Sunday session guest Shay Comfort. Dive into yeast nutrition and pH for mead that can ferment in weeks instead of months. For free, dry or sweet, mead or melomel, your best bet for an autumn beverage is at your homebrew superstore, Morbier. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. 
Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life, one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. we got a lot to do tonight, and we're going to be talking about festival season coming to an end here in just a couple minutes. Uh, before that, though, you know, we're just talking about Terrence and JP's beer and some of the mistakes that were made. You know, one way to avoid mistakes like that is by going and checking out Beersmith software. Go to Beersmith.com, and you get a free 21-day trial version. There's also video tutorials at Beersmith.com 
to help you learn how to use the software. And, you know, it's really the only uh, fully supported brewing software out there right now where you can really, um, you know, hear back from Brad over there at Beersmith uh, all the time, anytime about uh, your program. It's a great way to precisely adjust color, gravity, or bitterness for any recipe. You can scale recipes by batch size, uh, organize and share your recipes um, with uh, other Beersmith users. You can track your inventory and prices of your ingredients if you're uh, really into uh, kind of the pro side of things and want to make sure you know what you're home brewery has in store schedule your brewing activities mash profiles for advanced brewers you can pick any mash schedule from the preloaded table in just seconds convert recipes automatically from all grain to extract or back uh over 300 recipes available on beersmith.com so go check it out it's a free 21 day trial so you don't have to take my word for it but i'm pretty sure you're going to be happy with the software and the new version is just fantastic so go to beersmith.com and check it all out. Can you imagine, JP, how uh, the level of perfection this beer would have attained had you just used Beardsmith? Imagine that. Just imagine. I have. Or a pencil. <laughs> yeah. Or or, 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 or pencil 2.0. Yeah. Um, even. I think you mean number two pencil. <laughs> yeah, that's 2.0. Yeah. Would have done great. I've never seen like a number one pencil or a number three. Yeah, they have. Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different weights. All right, before we get into things, why don't we do uh, some of this feedback situation? Uh, I can situate around feedback. All right, feedback is brought to you today by Brewmaster's Warehouse. Still with us after all this time. You can go to Brewmaster's Warehouse right now and check it out. They've got their brew builder software. So as you go <clears throat> onto their site, you can actually build your recipe, uh, just punch it in some from, say, one of our fantastic Can You Brew It episodes. As we read it off, you can punch it into there, and it adds it to your cart automatically. It's a pretty rad little piece of software that will save you some time. So go check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. they got a physical location now, not just online. So check it out, brewmasterswarehouse.com. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right. First thing we have here is Dear Brewing Network. I've had unskinny bop stuck in my head for two entire days now, you jerks. (laughs) Sincerely, from Brian. Should we play Brian a little more unskinny bop? (laughs) I get that worm out of his ear. I mean... It's like such a good song. It's the least I could do. The very least. Oh, is it not going to work for me? I think you might have gotten lucky, Brian. <laughs> oh, too bad. Brian, you got really lucky not to have to listen to my unskinny bop. Unskinny <laughs> bop, bop. I'm sure you can just go on YouTube and find it if you really want to help a brother out. Yeah! Not that lucky, Brian. The live version? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Live version of Glamrock is good because you get the talking. <laughs> yeah. The stupid talking. Wow. He, he was flat as fuck. Yeah. I feel like putting on some high-waisted leather cropped pants. Then do it. I yeah, feel you like, do. I feel like you doing that as well. <laughs> Man. This was not one of their good ones, though, you know? You hate it. I love it. Yeah? This song is great. Listen to C.C. DeVille there, just rocking out. Have you seen C.C. DeVille lately? Have you seen him in the 80s? 
I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure his face looks like a sinkhole. That's I'm pretty sure he's actually the model for every zombie movie ever made. (laughs) He looks like Romero's wet dream. Yeah. There you go, Brian. F you, brother. All right. Well, now I lost my other music, didn't I? Hmm. Need the banjo music back. All right. All right, good day, Brewing Brothers. I'm a longtime listener and want to see the Brewing Network continue to take things to the next level. So how do I go about increasing my donation to the next level? Oh. Looks like I can only donate in addition to what I'm currently donating. Should I just sign up for the next level and the BN will unsubscribe the lower level? Uh, No, you are entirely in control of your subscription to the Brewing Network and your member benefits and all that. So uh, you have to go and, and... Terminate your current uh, level of subscription and then sign up for a new one. I don't terminate it. I have no way of knowing to terminate it, and I don't want you to get charged twice. So you need to log into your PayPal account, and you can unsubscribe and then sign up again at the level that you want to. And we really do appreciate that. It's always nice to hear. I feel like it's a sign of of we're doing what we're supposed to be doing when people want to up their level of donation, right? Like we're giving them the content we should be. Absolutely. Yeah, they're getting a lot more benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for doing that, but yeah, you got to go uh, do it, uh, do it yourself. Uh, okay. Then he also wants to clear up some confusion, I guess, oh. about the third coast that we were talking about uh, some were? weeks ago. Oh, okay. He said there was some confusion a few shows back, uh, thinking that the third coast was the Gulf Coast, but that's not true. I guess when we refer to the third coast, we're talking about the Great Lakes. Mm. There's as much, if not more, coastal frontage than the West Coast, and uh, Bell's Brewery in Michigan even makes a third coast old ale. Oh, so. well, if Bell's makes a third coast old, old ale, then it must be, it must be. Uh, a factoid. Peace, bitches. TBN third coast. Wait a okay. minute. Is it a coast when you can drive your car on the water in the wintertime? <laughs> <laughs> is that really a coast? A fair question. That is a fair question. Mm. No, it's not a coast. It's we the, are going to remove yeah. the moniker from the third coast. As we should. It's just a part of the country that wants to be important. I don't think the Great Lakes freeze over. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they do freeze uh, over either. No, they ice fish up there. Yeah. They do? Part, parts of, parts of, of the region. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of other lakes. You don't know how cold it is up there. Yeah, parts you know, of the like lakes. Minnesota. Yeah. It probably doesn't freeze out in the middle, lakes. but... Uh, you could probably walk out a good half mile. Oh, yeah, we got plenty of lakes up here, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, it gets real cold, don't you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. B writes in, after JP bitched and whined, much to my enjoyment, about IPA Day. No, don't even bring it up. I'm curious what he thinks about Stout Day, which is coming up on November 3rd. <laughs> he seems to love his oatmeal stout as much as his cats and getting creepy at Disneyland. So, does he feel that Stout Day is just as unnecessary? Who makes these up? Ugh. I don't know. It's a good question. Oh, look, where does it come from? It is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. It is kind of dumb. Yeah, and it's pretty dumb. Um, Are you as uh, just as opposed to Stout Day? I'm not just as opposed to it, uh, but I, they are like what's. The, I don't see the point. I don't get the point. Right. So uh, I'm not as as bitter about it. But uh, I've know. never gone out on. Any day, whether it's, yeah. a, you know, there's, there, every day is like something. Yeah. And I don't mean just beer. I mean... Every, like talk like a parent day. Na- national hugging fuck, day. Yeah. I've never ever done one of the things that happen on that day. Like, I've just not... 
I just don't get it. Yeah, maybe we are over... missing out, Mitchie. <laughs> right. Well, that's it, not today. If you ask them, they would probably say, well, it's just, a, you know, that's arbitrary, but it's a day to highlight the style and, you know, drink something you might not have otherwise and you think right. that's not cool or it's just lame or what. I, it just doesn't work for us because we're already beer nerds. We're already drinking. But it is, yeah, it's a promotional tool right. is what it is. Right. Uh, well, it's made by a promotional tool. I don't know. <laughs> right. But I did, I guess it's the same thing you can say about Stout Day that I said about IPA Day. It's who, do you need to highlight Stout? Is that the most important? Like, is that a representation of craft beer? Why not craft beer day? Nobody wants to do it. And then, and well, then, there's craft beer week. Well, well week, some, yeah. someone wants to do that, and then and then someone's well, that's a good idea. How can I take it and steal it and make it and dumb it down? Maybe uh, category twelve A day. <laughs> Fuck off. Just leave it alone. How about how about get off? Uh, just. Someone needs to take the internet away from you because you clearly can't handle the responsibility of creating something that people want to enjoy. The too many designations is what you're saying? Stop designating stuff? Yes. Okay. So, uh, B, the answer is yes. Yeah, apparently it is. Um, okay. DJ Connor writes in... I don't know why I add DJ. When you're a DJ, why do DJs add DJ to the front of their name? <laughs> what was uh, we the had one a guy who used had? to live here who's he? We should have called him fucking DJ Smelly Nuts. Yeah, uh, but DJ Matt Void <laughs> was his name, and I hated that motherfucker. Well, he had a nice tribal tattoo, and he opened his door, and it the whole house would smell. Yeah, he had a douchey tribal tattoo. I'm sorry, all you tribal tattoo owners out there. That's like the mark of the douche. Hey, bro, check out my tattoo. Yeah. It was just above his barbed wire tattoo, (laughs) you know, the other sign of a douche. (laughs) And anyway, I just don't get the whole... Like, for example, uh, C.C. DeVille never put rock guitarist C.C. DeVille. (laughs) It's just C.C. DeVille, right? You didn't go um, rock singer Steven Tyler. It's just Steven Tyler. No, it's well because those well, people depends. have actual ability and talent, and maybe if that is your you're sort of marginal in that department, you need to validate yourself with a title. With a D. How about Brewcaster J? <laughs> Good point. Oh. Inter- interesting. Touche. Interesting. <laughs> Touche. I was actually looking through my email to see what your signature is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same reason. Right. Good point. All right. I guess I'm okay with it then. But you don't. But you don't address it as if you're writing an email. Right, I don't sign off as DJ. Yeah, obviously you're a DJ fucker because you're up on the stage spinning records. Just you're not you're not waiter. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Like everyone's got to be, you know, I'm DJ George. Yeah, somebody get the busboy off of the. Oh, he's the DJ. Oh, oh, oh I didn't know. I wouldn't he, have known unless he didn't say. Yeah. All right. So anyway, DJ Connor writes in. Uh, he's probably not a DJ. He's probably like Daniel Johnson Connor. <laughs> yeah, right. DJ Connor, a Poor character fucker. on Roseanne. Maybe. This is like Roseanne Connor and her daughter is DJ. <laughs> I think it's true. <laughs> wow. Point. It's a current it's a, reference. It's a blast from the past. Okay, DJ Connor writes in. So I'm listening to the Pete uh, Schlossberg show from 4107, and everything's winding down when the pizzas have been delivered. Justin takes this time to talk about his roommate, Chad, who he'd like to bring to be a full time producer. How would he pay Chad? With beer. Oh, the times they are a changing. <laughs> Yeah, Chad got paid in beer for a little while. Then Chad yeah. paid me beer, yeah, <laughs> to to be the producer. I think to be harassed, <laughs> to be harassed, and uh, now Chad just hangs out. <laughs> uh, in regards to last week, Larry writes in great, sh- uh, great show, JP. You did good. 
I did what? You did. You did good. good. You done I did good. I did good. You, you done, did good. You did Thanks. good. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> Let me talk to Daryl. Uh, I had one here for Nate, but Nate's not here today. Fuck that guy. Screw that let's, guy. let's listen to it and make fun of him. Let's listen to it. <laughs> well, that's a question for him, so. Oh, so it doesn't work. Um, Space Cadet Kiwi wrote in the perfect theme song for JP. All right, shall we give it a listen? Yeah, if it's perfect. We should. Talk about lofty expectations. Yeah, if it's perfect. Nathan can take his question in the chat. He's here, by the way. Hi, Nate. (laughs) Well, then it doesn't really help the guy writing in. It's called Can't Hug Every Cat. I don't know if you know this. This is my first attempt at <laughs> a eHarmony video. I'm nervous, but I'm excited at the same time. So I'm just going to start talking about what I like. So I think I saw this before. It started out, it's a spoof on a, a, a broad made a eHarmony, yeah. which is what, the dating site? Yeah. What is it, Chad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Like match.com or yeah. something. And uh, and anyway, she gets all weird and creepy, and I guess someone made a song about it. Is that yeah. what, and that's what's going on here. All right, let's listen. I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't get hug every cat. She's crying now. <laughs> can't hug every cat. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. So anyway, I am a cat lover and I love to run. I'm sorry I'm being a bad cat again. I really love cats. This is your theme song, JP. I'm being a bad cat again and again and again and again and again. I think about how many don't have a home and how I should have them. I think about how cute they are and how they're She's crying her eyes out. I want them in the basket. It, could this really be a real eHarmony video? That was the... the uh, Snopes says it's real. Stip your... Uh, oh, oh, you saying it's not real? No, no, I was trying to think of a word, oh. but I couldn't. She looks pretty desperate. I think this might work for her. Though. She, she's yeah. kind of good looking, though. She's, I think she's cute. pretty cute. She's yeah. a little chubby, but whatever. I would give up almost anything... If this were JP's girlfriend, it's, <laughs> it's soulmate. If this universe would allow that to happen, I would give up almost anything for that to be. I don't think even I could put up with that bullshit. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much. <laughs> Are you okay, Nicole? She needs more medication than you do, JP. Right? Sorry, I'm getting emotional. I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't get on every cat. Oh, you can't, honey. This is it's better than, like, chorus. half the Katy Perry shit out there. This is better. That's yeah. superior music. This should be the number new Trump Fire album. I'm a cat lover. And I love to run. That's the only other thing we learned about her in the whole interview, is that yeah. she loves to run. Well, yeah, and, you know, versions of cats, like, uh, you know, I want them all on a rainbow. Okay. But I'm excited at the same time. Oops, I skipped back. Wow, wow, wow. I just want to hug so all of I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug all 
it's it is catchy. Yep. Yeah, you just jam everything through an auto tuner, and suddenly it's totally listenable. We really need to write more songs like this. I think. And then the video. You guys got to go look this up. There's cats playing as the band. Oh, there's hairless cats. Oh, I love hairless cats. I wish you had a hairless cat. So do I. How many hits does this so have? Gross. Just because it'll be funny. Now you can your life with our new app, Songify. 9.7 million. So we're, we're, apparently we're really late on this bandwagon. Oh, is this by the auto-tune the news guys? This is just an ad. Download link below. Original video here. Yeah. We don't need to advertise it guys. But there you go. Apparently that's my theme song. I like it. I think we might have Sorry, to load it into the... Uh, into the player so we can use it more. It's going to be my excuse for fucking up. I'm s- I'm sorry about your beard, Terrence. I was thinking about cats. I love, I love cats. Every And cat. I love to run. <laughs> Which no? clearly she doesn't because she's a little chubby in the face. She's a little chubby. Well, yeah. she spends a lot of time crying. <laughs> I mean, she's think puffy. about it. She's not fat. She's puffy. Like, our planet is so goddamn infested with cats. I'm being honest here. Yeah. You can't walk like from your front door to the sidewalk without seeing a cat. So I know that she never like she she's, she doesn't run that far because right. she starts crying within <laughs> like a half a minute every day. Every time she leaves yeah. the house. Well even Nicole leaned over to me and pointed out the window at a cat yeah. earlier in the show. Because I knew you'd like cat. it. I did like it. <laughs> it's kind of fat. I just want to hug all them. So what am I going to... You're going to answer the question for Nate, Nicole? Yeah, but have you sent it to him yet? I, I was, I was just going to read it. Oh, what, what do you mean send it to him? Oh, yeah. Okay, read it. Is he in the chat room with you or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to type you out the answer? Yeah. That's good radio. Oh, what is he... Is he at work? Yeah. He can't call in from work? Uh... We can't just do it next week? You know what's weird about Nate? I've asked him what he does like a hundred times... I'm pretty sure he must work in the porn industry because I know he's like a computer nerd, but he never really gives me a straight answer about what he does with computers. You don't want the explanation. It's got to be that he like edits porn. Nate or Smith should, does should, sound like an alias, doesn't it? You yeah. Should, you should call him when you're uh, like ready to go to sleep at night. And, <laughs> and that's like, what he does. Nate, could you explain to me exactly what you do? Who says I don't call him when I'm ready to go to sleep? <laughs> right. Oh, that's why, that's why he's been coming yeah. to bed so late. What are you doing, Nate? <laughs> All right, Nate, here's your question, then I'll move on. You can come back with the answer. But it says, uh, Nate, when you receive your score sheets back from the Pro-Am this year for the dankness... Oh, he's calling. Can you... Oh, it's just... It's not even a hard question, actually. I'll just take it if it's him. I got it. Okay. I'll, I'll just do it. Hey, segment. Nate. How are you, brother? <laughs> Nate, you with me? Yep. Hey, man. Uh, so, Mike from... Uh, Nate, do you work in the porn industry? I wish. All right. What? <laughs> it's far wish. less exciting than that. Okay. Like Nicole was saying, I can put you guys to sleep earlier when I get there later if you want to hear about it. Well, we're almost there with your fucking question already, so why don't you just put us over the edge? I'm just always skeptical about people who won't tell me exactly what they do. You know what I mean? Because they're I'll either... give you a full, full rundown later. All right. All right, so Mike from Loveland, Colorado, just wants to know, hey, when you receive your score sheets back from the Pro-Am this year for the Dankness, can you post them online? I'm interested in the results. He says, I also had a beer in the Pro-Am, and I'm awaiting word on how it was scored. Love to look at someone else's scoring sheet for comparison's sake. Yeah, I'll put them in the form. Basically, if, you're, if you get a sentence back, you're, you're lucky. They don't, they don't say all that much, but oh. what they do say is kind of interesting sometimes. So, Okay. It's very different than a BJCB score sheet, so the... 
the homebrew audience will probably find that pretty interesting how different it really is. The GABF is a totally different game in judging beers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see then. I'd like to know what that looks like too. Yeah. So. Totally. All right, Nate. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Later. Uh, okay. Obviously, he has a very important job. Oh, it's, show. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock. Man. All right, here's another question. Uh, Brewcasters, I'm planning on using a secondary for my smoked porter that I just brewed yesterday. After listening to the session, I felt this was a good idea since there are some sugars not consumed in the primary. My question to you is, should I wait till fermentation slows or stops completely to rack to my secondary? Thanks for all you do. Morgan from Collinsville, Illinois. Did you guys pay attention? <laughs> what? Yeah, I got that. Collins- Collinsville, Illinois. Well, <laughs> what do you think, man? Is he wait for used, it to finish? I used to live near there. That's why it caught my attention. Well, think about it. If you, if you, if you want to go to the second, or you want the beer to be fairly cleared out. If it's still fermenting, it's you know mm-hmm. things are pretty much up in the air. So better to wait till it's completely done, right? I think it's pretty much yeah. Till it's pretty much done. Yeah. yeah. What's well, yeah. the rush? Yeah. Okay, so definitely wait till it's completely done, then rack to secondary. Yeah. And it's true, you want a lot of the things to fall out of it, uh, for clarity's sake. Leave the junk behind, not yeah. take a bunch with you. Yeah. All right, there you go, brother. Okay, uh, and then one more comment from Thomas. JP did a hell of a job on last week's session. He was funny and well organized. I had to wonder if he had started taking that Xanax. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Justin, you have a solid backup. Way to JP, suck a big one. Oh. That was his sign off. Way to JP. Uh, Apparently, I have a thing. Way to JP. Yeah. Uh, did you did you start a Xanax regiment? No, mm. no, I didn't. Mm. But I could. Actually, I won't. Fuck that shit. Well, so what? What's with the myself. sense of calm that contributed to your composed demeanor? Uh, I work well. Uh, I work well under pressure, sort of. No, I don't know. <laughs> when, I just, when I, your feet are on the ground. Yes, uh, I knew I had to. I just had to be done. And uh, you know, I knew that that you guys here in the studio would. Uh, would uh, help me out. So if it was just me and uh, you know nobody was doing shit, then I would have fucking freaked the fuck out. <laughs> totally, I'd have been all sweating. But uh, no, it was fine. Every it was great. It was it was it was awesome. So everyone here did, did so a great I, job. I listened to the first part of it, which and and it was good. And I I noticed you kind of doing a little banter uh, with Doc. You 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 tried to let him know about our new Twitter segment, which we didn't announce today. No. Um, where last week's you know Twitter segment was. Um, what would Doc be if he wasn't a dentist? Yeah, and of course we got a lot of funny answers. And then, and I'm watching on the video, and you and you asked Doc, and and Doc, he was so serious, you know. So Doc, the question was, what would you be if you're not a dentist? I, I would have been an MD. <laughs> and JP, you were real cool about you're like you're like um, uh, okay, but uh, some of the answers that came in, like for example, were that you would have been in midget porn, and. Doc didn't give you anything, man. He just went like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm watching, feeling your pain, JP. I'm just going, Doc, throw a brother a bone, man. It was a funny bit. You, what are you taking yourself so seriously for right now? He wasn't sure if he was going to be the midget or if he's going <laughs> to Right, right. But I was, I was feeling your pain, man. I, I'm just watching it on the video, and I... I'm, I know what it must be like for the listeners when that stuff happens. And yeah. It's uncomfortable for a listener to witness as well. <laughs> because it's surgeon. just like, uh, okay, Doc, that. Thanks for playing yeah. along. Life's an open book, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's just a real story, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, 
mean, clearly it was a joking segment. Like, what would you be if you went a dentist? Right. There's a lot of funny things Doc could be because he's a funny guy. Med right. school is no laughing but, matter. But not at that moment. No, he takes his occupation very seriously. He really does. And that was actually fine. I, I, I guess I just kind of dealt with it, you know, whatever. The, the hard part for me was the interview. The, for the first interview. Oh, yeah. Um, where I thought I was, you know, 20 minutes had gone by and I was about to ask my final question and kind of stretch it out to, <laughs> to an extra 10. Yeah. And I look at the clock and nine minutes had elapsed. <laughs> and I'm just, that's when I started freaking out like, oh, shit. Yeah. What, and so I, I don't know if, if you listened to actually like the, the interviews. What he said. Uh, no, just in general. Like oh. when you interview people, I couldn't. You mean you couldn't listen to the... To, to the interview and think of questions. Ah, so like you know, halfway into the sentence, I had to come in and just assume what they're talking about, and then go, "Oh yeah, that's really great." You, it it is difficult, yeah. and I'll be honest with you, I'm not very good at it either. Although I have gotten better. Um, but here's a little insight into the show, folks at home, and we don't use it very often, be- honestly, because you guys in the studio suck at it. But <laughs> a long time ago, I made a rule that uh, if I were to hold up a like a that's white right. flag, like a pen, a white flag, it basically means that. I've either stopped listening and I don't have another question for this person or like it means I'm fucked right now and I need some help. Otherwise, it's going to sound retarded in about eight seconds when this guy stops talking. So are you saying that you 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 can't you're like formulating your next question as opposed to really listening to what they're saying? Well, it's a combination of both and it depends on who the uh, interview is. All right. Every interview is different, but the less um how do I put this? The less interesting you find the topic at hand, like, and by interesting, I mean you kind of have to relate to it. You have to be able to internalize the conversation. So for me, it, uh, it, it either has to have to have to do with the beer that I like to drink or the beer that I like to make or in order for me to internalize it. And if I can do that, then I can listen to all the answers and come up with another com- uh, question. It's just like a conversation. Just right. It's more organic. Yeah. Right. yeah. But if you if you kind of have to work at it, and and if I could give a shit about what the conversation is about, that's when it is definitely you're kind of thinking of the next question as the person is speaking, right? And uh, and and in order for there's a certain amount of that that has to happen. I know it sounds bad, but in order for an interview to flow like the way you are used to listening to interviews on the radio. There has to be a certain amount of that. You have to be a step ahead you of can, the interviewee. Yeah, you're like an Asian chess master, <laughs> thinking right. a bunch of moves ahead. Because if you're not, you end up with the whole, like, there's the stoppage after one topic ends and before you get to the next question can be very painful in radio. <laughs> it's very painful. Did you, you can usually tell. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Did you really used to keep a white flag next to you to pick up well, a wave? I never really made one, but it's basically that I... I if was I, supposed to buy you one. That's yeah, what it Jimmy was. was I buy me, but if I start watching Jay wave his little flag right now. If I start <laughs> waving a pen around like this... And Help. JP SOS. Has, JP has caught it once or twice... A lot of you guys in the studio just look at me like I'm like I'm uh, a flaming retard. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're having a stroke or not. Well, a... But I don't. In your defense, I don't use it very often. But there is it. It's a panic moment for me because Red alert. <laughs> I hate when things don't go smoothly, like to the next question. Yeah. So when I'm here's what happens. I can make up a question like that almost every time, but when it doesn't come quickly, it's not coming at all. 
That's the difference, right? It's not going to come. So either it happens or it doesn't. It's either. So when I'm waving it, it means that as soon as that guy stops talking, there is going to be an undetermined amount of silence (laughs) until one of you says something. Because I've lost everything. I have nothing. Then that's what I would. That's that's what I was totally afraid of. It's not coming quickly. It's it's not not coming at all. Coming at all. Yeah, I was 100 percent afraid of that. (laughs) Well, I've seen that happen. That's why I always have a a question written down. Ah, yeah. I can ask it any time. Oh, it's it's and it's very helpful to do that, Tasty. Uh, so every interview is different, but yeah. Uh, anyway, JP, I know it takes practice. That part of yeah. it, yeah. The the conversational aspect of an interview definitely takes some practice. And that but that was the hardest the part. Well, thanks. That, that that to me was the was the was the hardest part. The most difficult is is going through that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. everything else is fine. Well, it was. I thought it was an interesting interview. I know that uh, Jonathan and uh, Charlie, I think it is, uh, had a great time. They told me that they enjoyed the interview as well, so it was good. And you know, it's nice to know that I got a little backup and I can bail out of here when when emergency comes up. So. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's also. I will tell you this. Uh, I think I said it kind of from when I did the shows from the road too. It is interesting uh, going to the other side of what we do as a as a business owner. Oh. Uh, getting to, uh, I, I entered the chat room for a little while. I kind of hung out with the chat guys and really? kind of getting to feel the experience from you know the product that we deliver from that side of it. Uh, you learn a lot. You know what you were called? You were called an internal customer at that point. I was. Is that yep. right? Yep. I would. They were calling me Big Brother in the chat room because I was just sitting there like not talking. <laughs> or I just was clearly I was monitoring them. I was monitoring you guys. I just was, was Make, making brother. your presence known. Yeah. But, I'll, man, do I love our new audio. The new stream uh, that that delivers audio at, like, almost 96K sounds fantastic. And the video stream was pretty good, too. Although boring to watch this studio. It is real boring. Uh, I don't know how to change that. But, I mean, it's, it's just, I always knew that. That's why we, that's why it took us six years to put cameras in the studio. Yeah. Because I knew that it's yeah. stupid. But people but, like it. <laughs> they they do, yeah. And I mean, we, I don't know why we, they like it so much. Right now, they like it. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't do. I mean, it would take a lot of work to do to even do an incrementally more of a, of a video. You know, um, yeah, intertwinement. I'm thinking a lot of big words right now. I don't know why I'm trying to. It's not working. It's not Here, flowing. You, well. you want to borrow my white flag? I do. Yes. <laughs> Wave my white Jesus. flag around. Um, it would take a lot. It would take a lot more work. It would take a dedicated person on the camera and only on the cameras. Yeah, I know why people like it though. I mean, we're really used to it because we know our surroundings. But people like having a little window into you know what is sort of the behind the scenes or whatever. Which was cool for like five minutes, but then I just found myself staring at your forehead for a while, Moscow, just going like, "All right, <laughs> where's his devil's peak, man?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I'm I'm switching the views and the thing, and it's like, okay, well, what's one view or the other? It's just the same shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the, the same. same shit. So we got to work on it. Though. We will. We we'll figure do it something because uh, it's it's a little weird. But I liked being on that side of it. I like to see. Uh, you know, I, the chat room uh, barely pays attention to the show at all. That's also true, which uh, explains a lot why we've gotten less and less and less and less questions over the last couple years <laughs> from the chat side. Partly because Bevo wasn't there, and partly because they're just not, they're hanging out with their buddies, kind of thing. Yep. So, I would like to put in a reminder, I used to do this from time to time, when we would get a lot of new people into the chat room, I had to remind the rest of the chat to 
kind of welcome them and integrate them into the conversation. They've kind of formed a click. It's clicky, and everyone knows each other. You know, you got people going like, "How are the? How's the wife and kids?" Which it's a beautiful thing. I like to see the community. But a new guy signs in and sees that, and he's like. Well, shit, I don't know. I thought I was going to get to ask beer questions or talk about beer. And so it, I would just, if you guys see new faces in the chat room, um, then try to engage them a little more and let them know that it really is a beer uh, environment and a homebrew environment. Despite it, the appearance. Despite the appearance. Despite the wang jokes. Right. And, you know. Um, yeah. So it was interesting to see what we do from, from the other side of things. All right, let's do this. I'm going to play you our craftbeer.com segment for this week. You know, we told you a couple weeks ago that uh, our good friend Julia over at craftbeer.com is going to deliver some beer news to us uh, kind of frequently, and we've got our second installment right here. So here you go. It's uh, Julia Hers from craftbeer.com with the craftbeer.com beer news segment this week. Okay, we are back with Julia Hers from craftbeer.com. And as we told you last time, every now and then Julia is going to come on the show and tell us a little bit about what's happening in the craft beer world. Julia, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Justin. So what do you got for us this week? We've got, you know, craftbeer.com, we're having a lot of fun and highlighting um, what's going on for craft brewers, and we're also getting a lot of the U.S. breweries to kind of write posts for us, and we've got two big juicy ones um, from some pretty big players and swingers in the craft beer world. One is a post from Garrett Oliver, and where he talks about um, a simple four-course beer dinner, but it happens to be from the great Garrett Oliver of Brooklyn Brewery, and he provides his recipes um, and talks you really through how he would specifically have this dinner and how you can do it at home. And so the, the pairings are, um, you know, within reach of what we would all want to buy for ingredients, too. And then he suggests, uh, you know, what you what beer he would put with it. So real fun one. First uh, pairing in that was Linguini Carbonara paired with a Belgian-style Dark Abbey Ale. So he's even leaving it open to you on which um, beer you would plug in. And then he goes into a lamb course. Um, uh, you know, Indian spiced crab cakes paired with an IPA sounds fantastic. So, really tangible, great recipes. Oh, and coming from Garrett Oliver, you really can't go uh, can't go wrong with that. No, I mean he's a hot number right now. I don't know if you got to see or um, any of your listeners, but the Oxford Companion to Beer First Edition is is now published and available and amazing. I mean, the, the thing is like three inches thick um, and just. You know, it's A through Z of everything beer, and, and really, I think, um, is hands down the book out there now that really would dispute that, that beer is not a complex beverage. You can't you can't flip through that that uh, that book and, and and not come away understanding the complexity behind it. So, so the fact for him to lend his time and do this, I think, is, is a real good win for anyone that wants to check out his dinner. Definitely. And in fact, uh, I did a panel with him at the Great American Beer Festival, kind of surrounding the Oxford Companion that he just did. And yeah. his whole idea was uh, that, that beer scholarship needs to be advanced in, in the world uh, to help us move forward. So you can check it out actually on the Brewing Network uh, YouTube page. And Julie, I'll make sure you have a link to it also because Garrett did a great job. Yeah, very nice, and I encourage anyone to, to definitely consider picking up that book. It's worth the spend. And, you know, another fun story that came our way since last time you and I got to talk um, is Greg Cook from Stone Brewing Company authored a piece, In Defensive Language and How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love 
black IPA, the disputed topic of what to name the style. Nice. And it's a funny one. Um, we had uh, Matt um, Van Wyke from Oakshire in um, Cascadian Dark Territory last year write for craftbeer.com visitors, just, you know, just dispel all the myths and tell us why Cascadian Dark should be, you know, um, regarded as an official style and, and how people can understand it and distill it down. And Matt did a great job. It's available on the site for people to check out. And then Greg is, this whole post is a counterpoint. So it's kind of like Count, point counterpoint to Matt's post, and um, Greg comes down on the side of um, you know sticking with the name Black IPA. Okay. But what's fun is we did a poll at the end. Um, our craft beer program coordinator Andy Sparhawk runs our polls, and his poll just simply asks, "Which name do you prefer for an IPA that is a dark color?" And it goes over all the options, and overwhelmingly, um, visitors to the site are still saying that Black IPA sixty two um, percent should uh, be what. What what this whole thing is is called? Interesting. Um, yeah. So there's there's many ways to to sit on it, and I think Cascadian Dark Ale definitely has uh, a point of differentiation as an area of origin of a style. But they're not trying to say that the the, um, the origination of the entire style by that name. They're simply trying to say when when somebody applies that style name to a beer, it means that it reflects what that. Um, the Pacific Northwest hops would influence to it. It's not overly roasted, and I mean, there's definitely some specific characteristics, but I don't think just by having Cascadian Dark Ale exist as a style that that means that other versions of darker IPAs could not also exist. Sure. Well, and I love that you're allowing us to be part of the conversation by getting to kind of vote over there and, and read through the comments, too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. And Greg even did a video during GABF with um, Sean Kelso out of Barley Browns in Oregon in Cascadian Dark territory. And um, I think that video explains a lot where they're both kind of duking it out for their side of the conversation, but both agreeing to disagree. And I don't know, it's exciting when these kind of discussions go on about style guidelines because even the Brewers Association shifted what we now call it. Um, it was India Black Ale on the style guidelines last year, the first year that we highlighted it. And now we have renamed it to American-style black ale, just to be kind of more Switzerland-esque about it. Okay. And and try and, you know, try and be neutral. Sure. All right, you can read about these stories and a whole lot more over at craftbeer.com, and you can also contribute. You're always looking for uh, new contributions and comments from our listeners, so uh, check it out at craftbeer.com. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Hi to everybody at the BNR, BN uh, Army. All Bye. right. We'll talk to you soon. There you go, the great Julia Hers from craftbeer.com. Go check it out over at, uh, obviously, craftbeer.com. Lots of good beer news coming out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Bevo. And uh, they just had a baby. Plus, we're going to talk about festival season. Uh, it's now come to an end for us. We're going to talk about what makes a good beer fest, what makes a bad beer fest, uh, BN style. Uh, you might also hear a little bit about the BN's winter fest. All right, it's the session. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What? 
What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders, and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer.
Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Rivers dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's funny is, brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of a lot of beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Alright, welcome back to the program everybody, thanks for sticking with us. And uh, right now, I'm trying to get a hold of Bevo here because, uh, you know, they had their baby this week. And so I want to get the lowdown on baby time at the Bevo household. I don't know what she's drinking. 
She did send me. I had given her a nice bottle of Creek for her for Christmas, uh, and she hasn't gotten Hi, to drink it. Really, I'm not available. Please leave me a message, and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thank you. Nice. Bye. Fucked up. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for so more options. Call back number. Press five. Oh, wait, she's on line one. Is she calling in on line one? Yeah. Bevo, we're trying to leave you a message right now. Why? I don't know because you sent us because you sent us to voicemail. <coughs> what are you calling us from? Your house phone or your your home phone? I mean, or Wait, your cell phone. phone? Let me hang up. Let me hang up so I can call you on that. Okay, it'll sound better. Thank you. I told her I was going to call her. Stupid well, she's real smart. I did see on her Facebook that her first baby outing, she forgot the kid's diaper bag. I saw that, and I saw a bunch of people posting that, like, when you have a newborn, that's that's like the equivalent of forgetting your baby. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's like when you take your dog for a walk, you got to bring the poop bag. It's no right. different for humans. Well, and your leash. I mean, Hello? Speaking of dog, I think my dog's dying right now, and my uh, my remaining dog seems you, to be I dying. I'm a little worried about him. You didn't like it, though, right? You don't like him? No, I like him. We've bonded. <clears throat> I like him. I think he's dying. Like, Tasty, don't they sometimes... Biscuit didn't do this, but some dogs do this, like... They, hang on, Bevo. Um, okay. Speaking of Bevo, they like go away from the pack when they're dying. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. And and Walker never does that. Like he always wants to be right in yeah, the yeah. thick of things. Yeah. Right. Well, all day today, he's like just laying out in the backyard by himself. He can barely walk. He hardly ate this morning. Mm. And I'm like, come on, dog, throw me a throw me a bone here. Could you just make it through 2011 for fuck's sake? I gotta have another dead dog. It's it's just getting ridiculous. Plus, see the size of that dog? If I get he him cremated, huge. what his box is going to be. Is it by the pound? <laughs> it's like by the pound, I think. I know a guy. I'll do it. Well, it took a record amount of gas, sir. Oh, I'll man. do it for 100 bucks. Yeah. I need the cash, man. <laughs> I'm not sure he's a... Yeah, you got to make sure he actually does it, though. I know this guy. <laughs> Here's right. your certificate, sir. He just, he just cleans out his big green egg and throws the ashes into... I do you need to clean that out? Oh, man. Hey, Bevo. Hi. No more dogs after this one. I know. Please, I don't want to be sneezing for another six years. <laughs> uh, hey, Bevo. How about you? Yeah, it is. So from death to life. Hi, Bevo. Yeah, speaking of... Hi. You have a new baby. Ugh. I do. Do you hate it yet? What? Nothing. <laughs> How happy are you? Are you now, like, are you already super mom? Like, your whole world has changed into momdom? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of all about it. It's great. You know, I've seen two pictures of that thing so far. That thing. And I have to admit to you that it might be the first good-looking white baby ever born. She's real pretty, isn't she? Yeah, I really wanted to... I thought we were going to have a lot of fun with how ugly your baby is for a while. I mean, of course I knew that eventually she would be a good-looking baby, but white babies take some time. And, uh, but I kind of ruined the bit for me because the kid's real good looking. She's so pretty. I know. I forgot it was a girl. I forgot it was a girl. You did? Yeah. How do you forget that? (laughs) It didn't look like a girl. It just looks like a thing. I can't wait till that thing starts growing Bebo's boobs. Yeah. How long does that take? A couple years? A while. Takes a while? Well, it depends on Depends on what you feed it. I'm probably not even going to live that long. Well, we know Walker won't. <laughs> now, now, how about Sammy? Is he freaking out or what? No, he's doing great. Yeah? He's kind of like super dad, too. 
He's been drunk the whole time. Yeah. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, but he's been great. He's, you know, stayed up with... The first couple nights were pretty rough. She was up all night. Oh, yeah? He stayed up with me the whole time. Wow. That's got to go good. away. You don't do that for too long, do you? No. It's a novelty now. Now, how did, every, how did everything go? Is she perfectly healthy? Mm-hmm. No Down syndrome or anything? No. Well, don't don't speak too soon. Sometimes that thing takes a yeah, little bit to come out. Yeah, develops after a couple of years. Yeah, especially oh, autism. No. She could be like you don't functioning. Don't grow into Down syndrome. Yeah, I'm pretty no, sure. No, no autism. Well, but but Aspergers or you know, there's a list of things oh, well, you can grow into. There's things autism like that that I don't disorder. know about. Yeah, thanks thanks for bringing that up, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're here for you. We don't want to you know lie to you and shit. Don't worry. There's medication for everything now. Uh, As of right now, she's she's good. Did That's they, good. Did they end up having to induce you, Bebo? Oh, yes. Oh, they did? Yeah. Esther wouldn't come out, huh? Mm-mm. So what, how, what is that? How does that happen? Is it they, like, inject you with something, and then you just go into yeah, labor? Yeah, they hooked me up to a, um, a drug called Pitocin. Uh-huh. And what it does is it makes you start having contractions. So instead of having, like, normal labor where it starts out, like, you know, kind of easy, and then you gradually build into it, yeah. You just go from not being in labor to being in, like, full-on labor. Okay. Yikes. Yeah, I took the drugs, just so we're clear. Uh, Natural birth was not even close to being possible. Were you going for that? Like, was that your plan? Yeah. Oh. See, that's always a it's dumb sloppy. plan, it's in like, my opinion. Yeah. Like, not, what do I know? But like, I just think anytime you have the chance to take drugs, you should take drugs. Why, why not, dude? <laughs> Whether there's a baby involved or not. It sounds like it's a little bit like diarrhea, where you go from like everything's fine to, oh my God, everything's coming out right now. Right. What did you do with the placenta? Did you eat it? <laughs> um, I don't know. No. How about the, what? She knowing, may or may not knowing Sam, I it's, they, it's... I hope they burned it. Knowing Sammy, it's like hanging on his garage wall right now. <laughs> on the rearview mirror. He's weird like Instead that. Instead of fuzzy dice, some moldy <laughs> placenta. <laughs> oh, man. I, hey, Terrence, the black told me that um, Sam took a look at the whole situation happening. Yes. Yeah. Why would he do yeah. that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was pushing, and the doctor was like, do you want to feel the head? And I was like, no. No way. Right. That freaks me out. Yeah. Was he like really? I, I didn't. Was I he like really it, staring, or did he uh, just sort of peek and then run? No, no, no. He stayed up by my head most of the time, but yeah. like when I think as she was being as as she was coming out, I think he watched. So did it hurt like hell, or were you good because of the drugs? Oh, I was good because of the drugs. Well, that's up until good. the drugs, though. I was. It was pretty bad, and I hung out for a couple hours with nothing. Oh. To where I, I didn't take anything until I was having contractions every minute. Okay. And then you said, F this, it's awful? And then I was just like, oh my gosh. I bet. Somebody inject me with something. Oh, can, I can't even imagine. Can you try to uh, akin it to something? The pain? No. Yeah. No, nothing? It's <laughs> never been uh, unlike any pain you've ever felt? It's akin to your pussy hurting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's true. <laughs> like, what you kind of out of the relating? Like the worst? Diarrhea cramp I've ever had in my entire uh, life. Those hurt. Times eighty. Mm. Oh yeah, those uh, hurt. Yeah. I've had a good poo poo cramp. Yeah, I knew yeah. she would. I knew she'd come up with something. Like, yeah, I, I, can, I can relate to, to that. Breathe. Like a colon cramp. Hurts, yeah. hurts to breathe. Is that what you said? Hurts to breathe. It was hurting to breathe. Oh man. Now, once they injected you with the drugs, was it like that thing when the dentist like it doesn't hurt, but you can still feel pressure and it's uncomfortable, or was it just nothing? I didn't feel a thing. Just nothing. Nothing. 
That's good. Was that, is that like the, what they call epidural, where you're like numb from uh-huh. the... Oh, it was. Oh. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sam gonna roll around on top of you. Same. <laughs> What's to say he didn't see? That's interesting. Modern science blows me away because it yeah. goes from being one of the most excruciating experiences on planet Earth to like I don't know. F it, just shoot the thing out. I'm fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like you found a dollar on the ground. Oh, I guess well, I, I could had, bend over to pick it up. It's only a dollar. Was, <laughs> I had been up for almost 48 hours because I had started to go into labor the day before. Oh. So I was having contractions. They were not. They weren't close enough for me to go into the hospital, but I was having painful contractions every ten minutes. But they kept me up all night. So at that point, I had been up for so long that I was exhausted. I wasn't no. relaxing, so I wasn't dilating at all. Okay. And you couldn't get on top so, of the pain because you were tired too. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they gave me the epidural, and I slept for four hours, and then I pushed her out. Oh, I nice see. Snap. Oh, so you just crashed out right after they gave it to you, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I am coughing. And then they wake you up for the delivery, and then do you just pass out again? I said it for a little while. No. So, did they take this thing out and then just, like, give you this slimy wad of flesh? Like, just hand it to you? Kind of. They, like, cleaned her off as I was holding her, yeah. It was a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, they, so use one of those eye wash stations. So, so could you put? Could you push with this epidural thing? Could you actually help or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. You could do that. Okay. Yeah, I. It only numbs like a specific spot, so I could feel like I could still move my legs, and I could still feel my like my ab muscles. Uh-huh. Well, they're not very many, much there, but I knew like what to like where to push and how to clench and. I see. Like I could feel enough to do to help out. Did you make a video? Definitely not. Oh. You don't want to see that again? The purple baby squirting out of there? <laughs> yeah. is, that no. a, is that a thing? People make videos? What do videos? you mean again? I didn't they see it at all. So the, the chat wants to know if you've had a beer yet. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah? So what have you been drinking? What have I had? She's <laughs> like I everything. Had, uh, what haven't I had? <laughs> No, I've only had two. I had um, a Sierra Nevada. They have like a, a Bavarian Hef. I had that. Killer Vice. And and I had that beer that you gave me for Christmas, Justin. The, the Creek. The sour Creek. beer. But, I yeah. think it was Dre Fontaine Creek. It's quite delicious. Awesome. I'm glad you saved that. Yes. Good. So you just, That's it. That's all I've had. So you got out of the hospital and hit the bottle, huh? Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> girl. Uh, and now, so are you like super protective now and you don't even want to leave the house with the baby because you're worried about germs and stuff? No, but I am like super worried about people touching her. Like, I don't, like, they have to wash their hands and I have, I'm turning into you. I have hand sanitizer like everywhere. Right. Well, you know a lot of creepy people. I don't blame you. <laughs> You well, know. the chat room is very uh, enthusiastic and proud of your maternal... Um... Abilities? <laughs> yes. Sensibilities? I'm proud that you got semen injected in you. Like, <laughs> why, why are you yeah. proud of that? Congratulations that? Yeah. on forgetting to pull out. How proud? How, how are you going to be proud of, of, of that? Because it's hard to deliver a baby? Apparently it's really easy. She didn't feel a thing. <laughs> she took a nap. Yeah. Woke up and had a kid. Right. I wish you many, many stones in your urinary tract. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Esther Gale right now? She's in my arm. Yeah. In my hand. Is she oh. breastfeeding right now? <laughs> no. Oh. Can, Damn it. can you throw one of those in there and then put the phone up to her mouth? 
<laughs> no. no. Are you breastfeeding? That's, like, are you going to do yes. the whole... You are going to do Good. it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a whole another level of pain also. Oh, really? Is it really? Yeah. No. Wait till it gets full of teeth. <laughs> yeah, wait till it's eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you stop breastfeeding after the teeth come in wait or minute. before that, right? No, dude. I'm yes, telling that you. That definitely needs to happen. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to name any names, but I know, a, I know a broad who at like age... I don't even know what. <laughs> Five-ish? No. The kid just, like, weaned itself off of the booby. Like, that was the plan. It was self-weaning. Like, that was that. It was the plan to, to help not traumatize some oh, sort, of, some some sort of new age. Ugh. The kid can name himself and decided himself when to stop sucking on my boobs. Right. I know of somebody who waited Genius. too long. Did I, the cutoff is when the kid starts talking and can ask for it in words. Did I tell you right. about the... There are several cutoffs. Did I tell you about the time I, I was a waiter and this family comes in and there's an older kid and a younger kid. And the younger kid had a plate of french fries in front of him and also got up and walked himself to go use the bathroom. And then when he was done with his plate of fries and had gotten back from the bathroom, he jumped on his mother's lap and started breastfeeding. And I said, and I said, now, now, come on. What am I on? Candid camera right now? That that kid just walked itself to the urinal and came back. And after its appetizer of French fries is having the entree of mama's boob. Yeah. Cream of mom's soup. That is too much for me. That's we really right. feel that for a That's not right, right? No, that doesn't make sense. You sure it was her son? Maybe it was just a young boyfriend. <laughs> we I are mean, a child's independence. We really need to allow it to make its own decisions Yeah, yet in another life. genius oh, policy. Well, and to walk itself to the bathroom with lots of strange men in it. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> from a medical standpoint, there's a doctor that says it's perfectly healthy to breastfeed for two years and even longer. Despite the cultural stigma, she says, is often attached to nursing older children. The breast milk is going to have the same calories no matter what point you sample it, she says. You can test a woman's breast milk when the baby's a newborn, when they're six months, when they're 12. There really isn't anything about the milk that changes as the child gets older. It's what the child is eating in addition to the milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, point like is, the milk still has the same nutritional value. <laughs> nice point. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Bevo, I- just don't be that chick, okay? Please. Dude. It's cool. Don't worry. <laughs> it's cool. Are you going to like make cheese out of it and shit? Ah. <laughs> no. Milk style. Is that also a thing? Yeah. yeah. It is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Has Sammy tried the milk yet? Ew. <laughs> he did, didn't he? What? Has Sammy tried the milk yet? No. That's oh, good. It's real sweet. Ah. <laughs> ah, Thursday. Ah. Ah. Hey, baby, I need some Cheerios, but we're out of half an hour. We're out of milk, honey. Yeah. Is that 2%? <laughs> <laughs> well, give him some french fries see how he likes it. Let me maybe spin around, so I, I, I like a 2%. I don't need a whole milk. Oh, man. Well, good luck with all that. Yeah. So Sam's quite the dad. I bet the chats are surprised about that. They must be. Yeah, like Sam was up yeah. with the baby, like. Just- you know, see, I know that Sammy was nervous, but let me tell you something. He is going to be an awesome dad. Now, he's yeah. not going to be a very disciplinary dad. Uh, so, in other words, baby's going to hate mama and love daddy love is dad. what's going to happen. But oh, he's yeah. going to be a pr- 
pretty awesome dad. These kids are going to love yeah, him. Yeah, she's sure. going to love him. He won't be a good dad, but he'll be an awesome dad. <laughs> but he'll be an awesome dad, yeah. yeah. Until, until she sees other dads, then she'll know what a dweeby really is. <laughs> Plus, I think he already said something to me like, this kid better have hot friends or none of it's worth it. I think that's a text I got oh from him. <laughs> that's the only benefit about having a daughter. Hot friends? Yes. <laughs> dad, can I, have a, can I have a sleepover? Yes. Oh, yes, you can. All right, Kevin Spacey. Are you going to make that baby call me Uncle Justin? Yes. Yeah. See, I don't have much family, so the friends gotta gotta throw me a gotta throw me a solid and let me be an uncle. I thought you preferred DJ Uncle Justin. I'm DJ Uncle Justin. <laughs> yeah. DJ uh, Uncle Justin. That's terrible. I can't wait for that kid's first interview on the Brewing Network. You know, find out all sorts of things about Mama. Are we still going to be around? <laughs> I don't know. That'll be like question in like four years. Tasty will be. That's a good point. Prop taste keep showing up. <laughs> Give me a live mic. <laughs> uh, sir, uh, Justin has moved out. <laughs> Showtime. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, Blobber claims to have sampled the uh, mother's milk. Bevo's? Uh, not Bevo's. <laughs> oh. Well, but his no. own misses. Oh, so, yeah. The, yeah, you weren't here, Nicole, but Terrence sampled some of Becca's milk on the air. That's true. Yeah, it happened. Hey, Beav, I bet you we could make a grip of cash selling samples of your milk to the BN Army. Oh, <laughs> That's so gross. Just like little samples, though. I'm not talking about like a bottle. You know, like a little, like a thimble. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no. No? I don't know. She might change her tune when she sees how much money you might, I mean, you see that <laughs> PayPal account balance. We could do more with a uh, with a webcam of her breastfeeding. All this. <laughs> like subscription-based. Dude, it's- it's not attractive at all. No, well, no, some you're, you're missing like the point, Viva. We have an offer for $50? <laughs> for the milk or for the webcam? Oh, I Probably think for, for the, the milk. Because yeah. I think they're still a little behind. Mm-hmm. Little, oh, wow. The chat room is usually behind. Uh, they're asking for like a White Labs vial full. Well, that's a lot, though. <laughs> it's kind of a lot. That's it's like a, a like whole a baby meal. stomach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's the pooping going with that baby? <laughs> There's a lot of poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we saw that you, like, you already forgot the diaper bag at home. You dick. Okay, that was a rough morning. Yeah. That was the first time we had to take her to the doctor. <laughs> Did you they, also leave her on the hood of the car? She lost too much weight, so we had to take her in, and it was annoying. Oh. But I, uh... I don't know. This is new to me. So I just grabbed my purse, and we're walking out the door, and <laughs> halfway to Walnut Creek, and I'm like... Oh my god! Oh my I don't god. have a blanket. I don't have diapers. I don't bring anything. No, I bet, I bet you had your cell phone though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I had my cell phone. <laughs> and then in the waiting room, I brought in a stack of magazines, to, and I'm like, "Oh wait, that's not my baby. It's just a stack of magazines." <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you still have the same baby that you left the hospital with? I'm sure. How do they make? Uh, how do they? Uh, how do they make sure? Because I know some hospitals though. That it comes right out of your vagina and they clamp it down with like ID tags everywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Was uh, she had a um? She well, she never she never actually left my room without Sam. I didn't leave the room at all. But uh, she, if she had to go in, like she had to leave the room once for a hearing test. When she left the room, um, Sam went with her. But she never actually left either one of our sides the whole time she was at the hospital. <laughs> But I had a bracelet, Sam had a bracelet, and she had a bracelet that they put on at birth, and they all matched. And she had a um, a security buzzer thing or something around her ankle. Wow. I don't know. I feel like you get, my, it's not the first time. She, it's not the last time <laughs> yeah. she's going to have an ankle bracelet. I'll tell you that right now. 
I feel like you get Penn and Teller in that room. You can trade your baby for a bowling ball. Well, it is good that they had all the bracelets and stuff, too, because I don't put it past Sam to like try to upgrade when he was leaving. Oh, for the... look at that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Was Wait. Sam's whole uh, family there, that whole creepy family of him that all looked like <laughs> Sam, all in the waiting room, or what? Oh, no. No? No. Oh. I delivered at 5, 12 in the morning. Oh. So everyone was like, was yeah, the Moors are just heading home Sam from the bar. Oh, uh, Okay. Becca was in the room, too? Yeah, she was my, uh... Sam was my family support. Becca was my mental support. Oh, <laughs> if I didn't know we can go into the living room, I would have been there. Yeah. You weren't allowed in that, dude. Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> You'd be no support. <laughs> right, cause we're, because we're worthless. Yeah. <laughs> and the, as a support system. Well, you know, honestly, I cannot be happier for you guys. It's really very exciting, and I'm so glad it's a good-looking baby. And uh, good for you guys on that. And um, what fun it's going to be to help you raise this child and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and instill my moral fiber. When can we babysit? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> Fuck. Man. All right. Um, when are you coming back? You had the baby now. You come back like next week, right? Absolutely. <laughs> cool. See you Sunday. <laughs> right. Yeah, see you Sunday. All right, Bevo. We love you. Uh, really, congratulations. I'm so glad everybody's uh, healthy and happy, and it's it's very cool. It must be awesome for you guys. It is. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. I think uh, Kate the Great and I want to come see that baby. We're going to try for tomorrow. Thanks. That's great. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Beve. Okay. Bye. Bye. There you go. The Moors. Baby time for the Moors. Crazy. It's weird. That's a game changer. Those kids. It's a game changer. Yeah. I've known those two for a long time. I, this this day is weird for me. Say. It's odd to picture them as parents. Oh, man. But they're great parents. I know they're going to be fantastic Yeah, they'll parents. be fine. But it is, it's still odd. It is real odd. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Beef. Okay, let's do this quickly. Uh, let's start talking about uh, festival season. I don't think it takes too much discussion just to figure out uh, what's happened here in 2011, what we like about the beer festivals and, and what we didn't. Because now it's pretty much over until our Winterfest uh, kicks it off again next year in January. And even that is just like a... a Interim, keep you satiated till it really starts. Yeah, it's like a pregame, you know. Well, the San Francisco Beer Week starts right after that. So oh, that's we're true. The, we're the pregame. We're the preseason. We're the that. pregame, that's right. And then February, we got us a Beer Week. Right. And then we've got a little space there. That's, and then it's um, a big lull. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so we do have, uh, Winterfest will be at uh, at Civic Center Park there in Berkeley again, and more details about that to come. Um, and that kind of kicked off our year this year. And then uh, from there, it got into uh, SF Beer Week and the SoCal uh, Beer Festival, uh, Homebrew Festival, right? Love that festival. Yeah, Which is what, April? Late April, early May, yeah. So, you know, we raved about that one because I, I just love that festival. It's a good campground uh, fest. Uh, yeah, you know, beautiful you get, setting. And lots of good homebrewers. You got a good pro night the night before, which isn't really... You know what I like about the SoCal Fest? And maybe we should talk about the difference between the homebrew festivals and the pro festivals. Is it just seems less structured and more relaxed and, and really much more like you're hanging out. Right. Well, because it's brewer to brewer. I mean, not that there aren't you know, a lot of uh, craft brewers at these festivals, but a lot of the festivals just have sales representatives pouring or... Uh, yeah. Or volunteers with the charity or something like that, pouring the beer. But, you know, at a home brew event, most of the time you're, you know, getting 
you know, poured by from a home brewer. You know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, and even on the SoCal Festivals Pro Night the night before, and they only invite a couple of breweries to it. Yeah. The line between the pro brewer and the home brewer is uh, it's a very thin line at that festival. You can you can jump right back there and just start talking beer with those guys. They know what they're getting into by going to that festival, and that is to hang out with home brewers and talk. Right. right. We all know home brewers. Anytime I'm sure commercial brewers find this all the time. Anytime there's home brewers in the house, they know it. Yeah, yeah. They're just used to. And but there are other times I guess that it can just be a little uh, too intense or it kind of you get bombarded by everybody at a pro festival. So the homebrew setting like SoCal is I think it's more comfortable for the pro brewers to be able to talk to us also. Yeah. They can know. talk at the same level and yeah, it's yeah. pretty neat. Alexa was telling me how much she loves that festival just a couple of days ago and the reason she cites is it's uh, you, you you go and you have beers you've never had every beer there you've never had before yeah and you know you go to a, a, a festival and you're a veteran you've had a lot of the beers there oftentimes that's a good point the other difference I think that's very cool is it's not just that those guys are creating um, you know beers they're also creating booths and and draft systems and oh, the yeah. way that they're pouring everything. Yeah. And you don't really get that at the pro festivals either because it's uh, – GABF, you get a little bit of it where they get creative with their booth space. But for the most part, you're talking about a jockey box and a person pouring the beer. Exactly. But at like the SoCal and the NorCal also homebrew festival, there's that other side of homebrewing where you know somebody in your club or in, in the best cases, multiple people in your clubs are handy and they've got – or they're artistic and they just build these like tap setups that kind of blow you away too. Yeah. And I think that's you know uh, just to shows a lot of the creativity you know in in that kind of thing comes from home brewers. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm so, I'm kind of a um, dick. I'm, I'm a pretty techie guy. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'm kind of a nerd about stuff like that. So half the fun I have um, at those festivals is when I get to kind of go back into the booth and they want to show you all their draft setup and everything they've built and. There's some clever ways they do it. This year, I saw a lot of different places with the, um, you know, the glass cleaner, like the pro style glass cleaner, where yeah. you invert the glass and it shoots water up into it. Yeah. Crazy about that! I love that. That's a cool gadget, and a lot of them integrated that into their system. And you know, guys like the Maltose Falcons and stuff pouring. I don't even know how many beers, forty different homebrews and stuff, and their draft system to do it, so that they hardly even have to rotate the beers out. Yeah, those big clubs have lots of lots of different beers they want to pour. So yeah, they have multiple big systems. I've seen. Hey, can I creep you out with the whole glass rinser deal? <laughs> oh, uh-oh. so think about all those thousands of uh, lips that have touched glasses, and they're oh, just true. putting them on there, and then they're taking your glass and yeah. going. That's why glass rinsers are only intended to be used on new clean glasses, glassware. Right. So there you oh, go. Never you're right, but glassware. at the but at the homebrew festival, you're right. <laughs> it's all a bunch of creepy infected homebrew. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's ruined one of my favorite things. It's like man. drinking out of every glass. At all yeah, it's great. <sighs> now I will have to specifically ask if they're Please. running sanitizer liquid through it. I'll accept it. But other yeah. than that, well, they <laughs> but you know they yeah, won't. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't be running sanitizer liquid, right? It would you know, affect the beer that's <sighs> no, about to be yeah. poured into the glass. God damn it, Chad. Hey. I, I knew that too, but I just wanted you to know. Um. <laughs> I care about you. <laughs> now I know. Now I'm never going to use another glass <laughs> rinser at a homebrew fest again. What a dick. I'm looking out for you. <sighs> damn it. <laughs> Can't it just be like really hot water, like boiling water? Well, you, the, there is a solution. You can press the glass rinser with your yeah. hand. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spray Don't, the water. Yeah, but you're not the one doing it. I know, and then I'm that guy too. Where every t- I hand over my glass, and I have to go. 
Um, could you not touch the metal with it? Could you just press it with your hand? Oh, big radio star. Oh. Yeah. What, it's too common? It's not it's on your too common rider. to use it? Right. Well, the good thing is, is actually, though, that the, the drunker I get, the less my germophobia uh, creeps up on me. So it'll probably just be the first hour of the festival. <laughs> yeah, anyway. but this one's yeah, actually like, a valid look one. Luckily, like there's alcohol yeah. and beer, so you're not really likely to. That's yeah. true. That's true. The alcohol. Yeah, but it can't also. sanitize. It's too yeah. low. <laughs> All it takes is a percent and a half to kill most human pathogens. Take that. Most. Well, well the pathogens, but and the mean, herpes. That doesn't mean viruses and bacteria, right? Oh, pathogens man. include... Never mind. <laughs> no, you tell me. Fuck you, JP. <laughs> so what was after the uh, the homebrew festival then? Uh, what was next? Sex always the next beer answer. festival. Well, I just... I'll, you know, just to kind of finish up on the homebrew fest side is that... Um, I'm a bonobo. What do you want? <laughs> I think that they really are two different uh, styles of, of festivals... Um, in, and, and obviously they're different because of the, the beer that's being poured. But mm-hmm. I mean the feel of them and the people that are there the at them. The vibe is, is a lot different. Yeah, right, because vibe. you could go to a lot of the, the pro beer festivals and um, and find yourself in an environment that you don't recognize in terms of people. Right? Yeah. So, especially with homebrewers, we're used to being kind of surrounded by other beer geeks. Yeah. Well, you could go to a craft beer festival where those people don't really give a shit about the craft beer sometimes. I'm not saying the whole room, but... Yeah, a large percentage uh, are clueless. Yeah. Right, because because it's maybe it's a Saturday night festival. It costs forty bucks to get in, so you kind of get that. Hey, forty bucks to get drunk this Saturday. You can kind of get that. And at a homebrew festival, you you never get that. Yeah. And so you're always surrounded by your peers. I guess is what I mean. Right. Yeah. What's nice about it is like socially, you can go up to anybody there and talk about beer, right? Because you all have that in common. Yeah. Well, you can't do that at a craft beer festival. You, you know. Right. People there, you know. You, one thing you have in common is you, you know. You like to drink alcohol, but other than that, it kind of gets kind of thin. Yeah. I guess that the, the, the counterpoint to that, though, is that sometimes you don't want to hear every detail about that person's whatever. Like, I'm all about talking beer, but, you know, sometimes you get that beer that's not that great, and but that person is, is really enthusiastic about it. And that's cool, and I like that. But after five minutes or so, you're just kind of like, uh, yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. You, oh, uh, big radio star. Too good to sit here and listen I'd to like my... I'd like to dump this thing. <laughs> what am I beneath you? I get it. You really liked Honey Nut Cheerios, and you really liked beer, and you wanted to combine the two together. I get it. Oh, I'm sorry it tastes like green apple. I'm sorry it has a lot of DMS, but what? You can't You do above it now? You want a bottle of something? Oh, Firestone Walker, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I and Can that, I get you another one. And because I fear that voice and that reaction, yeah. I'll sit there all goddamn day. You, I just yeah. sit there all day, and I just go, "Yeah, I know it." A lot I, of head nodding, <laughs> you know, because I don't want people to, you know. And then you hand, and then they take your glass, really and then they really fill the glass up, and you're like, "Oh, here it is, <laughs> great." <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It's still fun either way. It's just I needed something to bitch about. But it really, you know, the SoCal Festival, I love it. What do we have? First pick at our campsite this year? Yeah, yeah. Tasty? They have a uh, a lottery every year. And uh, there's like, what, 36 clubs or something like that. So, uh, yeah, they allotted to see which order you're going to pick uh, if we're campsites. And I think last year we were like fifth or something like that. This yeah. year we came up first. Wow. In, in stark contrast to our standings at standard beer festivals that's true moscow said to me the other day you know we had a festival weekend and he's like i can't wait for the day that we're the second to last booth in the corner of the festival right like Um, just give us a give us one one from the corner and it's true we do get uh that happens to us sometimes where we get treated like the stepchild but not at the homebrew festivals they treat us well at the homebrew festival yeah 
Um, yeah, so uh, I guess so. We're all geared up to go to SoCal again. Yeah, we're all booked in there. Got some nice spots. Oh, you're coming this year, Tasty? Planning on it? Yeah. Hell yeah! All right, and Chad, you gonna make I'm it in. out this year? I'm in. Okay, we got the crew back this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds great. <laughs> Some you life. won't go anyway, JP. No, I know. That's why I was saying. I'm Wait, just like, well, I know, it sounds real great to me. What don't you like about this one? I just, I'm, not, I'm really a camping guy. Uh, Give me a car camping thing, then I'll, I'll, I'll camp in my car, but I'm not setting up a tent like a schmuck. What See, and that's what I well, love about these festivals car. is camping. That's the best Agreed. part. Yeah, yeah. I like it. That's you just walk back to your tent, hammered. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I like that, too. I'll take a camping festival any day if I had to choose. I agree it's with awesome. you on that. Yeah. yeah. And then and if you want to party, everyone's going back to party. It's, you know, it's got everything. So a, so a pro version of that that you really like, then, is what? Like Boonville? Absolutely. Because you Boonville's do the camping great. thing there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't it bug you, like, when you want to go to sleep... And there's people around you still going earplugs. I pass right like, out. Oh really? Oh yeah, you're drunk. Earplugs oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, lots of alcohol. You're I sit there and fucking stew and just <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. It is eleven <laughs> thirty. I don't know about you people, but I really need my rest. I value my sleep. I want to look good in forty years. Eleven thirty a.m. But, uh, but you're also sober if you're feeling that way, right? Or or when you're drunk, you you feel it as well. Uh, but yeah, both. Really feels yeah. it more. Yeah, because- I don't like anything anybody does ever unless it's giving me money. <laughs> then I really yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually still awake and having fun and not liking that you're yeah. Yeah. having He's fun. not in his tent when he screams at people. He's right next to him at the campfire. <laughs> right. Shut up. You should yeah. be asleep right now. It's 1130. I want to enjoy the ambiance and all the firelight and you guys are ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining it. The camping situation is, is it, it, to me, it just goes hand in hand with a beer festival. You can't beat it. You yeah. know? Because you can get up and have a good, like, hangover camping breakfast. Because mm-hmm. what's a camping breakfast anyway? Greasy eggs and bacon and all the stuff that treats a hangover right. Yep. So it just, oh, it fits well. And it gives you the foundation for the beer festival that, you know, during yep. the rest of the day. Yeah. Yep. You, you remember the campsite next to us last year had, like, a sausage, stuffed sausage? It was like they—they they, they oh, literally yeah. like, they had like pancakes and waffles in sausage cases. Oh, with that was more sausage. That's my yeah. friend Roger. Yeah, He's like yeah. Foot. Roger Morsey. That's yeah. right. Yep. That's right. It yeah. was a it was a pancake and a sausage and, and an egg breakfast and bacon, but all wrapped up into a sausage. Yes. So it was big and syrup and syrup. And syrup. Yeah, yeah. That's they were awesome. real good. He saved oh, me some. Man. I had them afterward. They're real good. So this is the type of stuff you find at the uh, right. Food Festival. You ever if see how that's tasty not hangover rolls? food? I don't know we what it is. next to Roger. Uh, yeah. Yep. Tasty yep. rolls with a bag of bacon already cooked. Yes, Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, two fest. bags. I, I bring six pounds of cooked bacon. <laughs> Just cooked. Yeah, it's already gone. Do you <laughs> heat it up? or No, no. No need. <laughs> what do you heat it? No need. <laughs> it's fucking bacon. <laughs> yeah. It's good cold. If you heat it up, you're going to burn it. No, it's already been cooked. It's ready to go. Well, is it six pounds before cooking or after? Yeah, before cooking. Before it's after. I don't know Six what it is. I don't know what it is. I could. I could. Oh, I could. You know, Kate the Great made the first bacon that I wouldn't eat the other day. How? I never, I never thought how. that this would happen. It was burnt, right? No, she baked it. She did it in the oven so that she could cook more at once. Oh. Yeah. So it was all, it looked raw. Like, it just looked raw. Oh, she didn't do it right. It didn't even, like, it wasn't, like, crispy at all. Yeah, it's and hard it to didn't... get what you're looking for in the, in the uh, She's like, what's wrong? You don't want the bacon? I'm like, I, I could have just eaten it out of the package. <laughs> it's the first time in my life I refused bacon. Why didn't you just put it in a frying pan? We had to go. Yeah. Was running short. We had to get to the festival. But uh, it was very disappointing. You know, I, I I had bacon before we went to the festival, and my girlfriend cooked it just fine. Yeah, well, yeah, she was less than Kate the Great. Kate less than great that morning. <laughs> there right now. A fail on the bacon, huh? How do you fail with bacon? 
it wants to be good. It's hard to stop it. I got to uh, yeah. rethink this whole thing now. Sure. Because how do you fuck up bacon, man? You can't fuck up bacon. <laughs> that is pretty much. How long is it? How long has it taken you to realize this? Uh, I think they call that a deal breaker. Is it like four years or whatever? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. See, now every man who ever wanted to get married to their girlfriend after like a year, take heed. It <laughs> takes a while to learn it all. Take heed. And now I know that the, if a, the girl can fuck up bacon. That's what I mean. It's a fierce beard in the chest. Like, she didn't do it right. Because I've had bacon. For, uh, bacon. Push does his bacon in the fucking oven. And it tastes great. Yeah, it can be good. It tastes perfect. Right. But she just didn't do it right. Mm, see. Dead bitch. Too, too low a It's like an insult. Yeah, you know, it's like higher. saying, you know, like you, you, like, you <laughs> could... insulted you, me. Well, <laughs> I was insulted. <laughs> You've defiled my bacon. <laughs> this is my holy Bible, Broke and you trust. basically tore a page and wiped with it, and then yes. put it back. Because I've never refused bacon before. She made me refuse bacon. <laughs> See, that is. She's uh, trying to change you. She's trying yeah. to change you. And it's an insult, like to somebody. Like you could say, like like people say, like you could fuck up an orgasm. It's saying you're a big fuck up. Like to yeah. say you could fuck up bacon. <laughs> That's even worse. It's a big deal. This yeah. is nothing short of an attack. It was an attack. It was an attack on my, my self-respect. Yeah. And I had dignity. to leave the house that day good, knowing uh, that I refused bacon. Well, and you had to, to interact with people in a normal fashion. I did, yeah. It took a lot of courage, and I'm actually really proud of you. And you were able to just put it behind you and interact normally. It's impressive. Well, and, and I couldn't beat her in front of people. There were people there. Oh, and, you could have. Um, in the car. Well, if they you explained to them why, I mean, they would have you know, obviously looked the other way. I don't think I realized how traumatized I was by this experience until just now. Mm. We we're helping you work through it. Oh, the significance of it. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a yardstick. <laughs> it's kind of it's a big deal. I think we have found the topic for your next uh, session with your therapist. I, I I think you're right. I'd almost rather uh, she had slept with my brother <laughs> than to have fucked up bacon. You know, at least that is a is a. You're so off the hook too, because I went back there to look to see if she was listening, and she's totally not. <laughs> so fucking lucky. I wish she was because I'll tell her face. She needs to know that uh, unacceptable. She has violated the sanctity of our uh, relationship <laughs> and my relationship with bacon. Yes, you know. All right, never well, be the same. I'm gonna have to think about this. For, <laughs> think about this long and hard. It's pretty hard should. to fuck it up. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And she offered me more. I had one piece, right? Because it looked there was one that looked cooked enough. Well, it's, and then it's it is bacon. And she's like, "Do you? Why don't you have more?" And I told her, "I said, well, because look at it. It's it's. Did you point it out to her? Did you tell her? Yes, I said, just look at it. It's raw. And she's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. And I was like, Kate, look at it. It looks the same as the stuff in the package from the land of awful food. It's fine. It's food, right? (laughs) Just eat it. Doesn't matter if it's cooked or overcooked or has blood sausage in it. Who cares? It eat it. It's food." Oh, man. I actually had a friend who said that she that. ate bacon, raw bacon, growing up because her dad told her it's cured. So well, it's all good. You can have it right out of the package. Nah, some of it is cured. Not all of it is cured, I think. Well, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ugh. It's like, it's like painting a picture of a beer, pouring it in a glass. Just because you can paint the picture of the bottle half full still, even though the glass is full, doesn't mean you should. Insulting <laughs> my art. Please. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I hadn't thought about Moscow's painting that way before. Oh, what? That's been pointed out before. But that beer is still full. Yeah. Or just because you can bottle with a twist off doesn't mean you should. It's a it's a huge bottle is the thing. You just uh, can't see the rest of it. That's true. And that's pouring true. from that distance, the huge, head would be giant. Twist off. It's, it's all these things. It's a Terrence-sized bottle, let's, let's face Listen, it. Listen, it's, it's modern art, okay? It's interpretive. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> oh, I see. Well. So, now, back to beer festivals, just so I can... Cause I'm getting upset about this. Yeah, bacon's a little more fun. Thing. Really <laughs> bacon network. Thing. Uh, I can make sure you want to take eight pounds. Well, <laughs> I wanted to give an example of a, of a pro uh, beer festival that it's kind of the example I use, especially when new festival organizers ask me ad- advice about beer festivals, because we've done a couple of them. You know, the one I always refer them to is the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah. They, that festival is so dialed in, and they do it so well. And clearly, they have the resources to, to do it, but they've also, it's, they just had their 30th anniversary as well. They've really thought of everything. So when a new festival person comes up to me about starting their own, first thing I tell them is to go to the Great American Beer Festival and see how they do it. Don't you think that's kind of like telling a person that's never been to a football game, go to the Super Bowl? Doesn't that set them up to be <laughs> underwhelmed by well, everything else? it does, but at least that they can see, um, it is a it is a lofty goal, but they can see the amount of infrastructure that it takes to really pull off a quality festival. Because they've got a lot of things right. They've got the bathrooms right. They've got the amount of pour right. They've got even isolating the different uh, beers by, um, by region. By region. Yeah. I think they have that right, rather than trying to do, like, sours over here. Well, and and you know. it's it's uh, uh, alphabetized. Yes. So you go down the thing, and the A's are here by region. Yeah. It's easy. It, it, yeah, you're right. It's a huge... It, but but the, the volunteers, I think, are the most part. Yes. The, the largest. Huge amount of volunteers. Yeah. Also, the amount of space that they provide. And now, now this is something that you could say, well, because they're, they're at a convention center. But every festival should do this. You really need to look at... How many people are going to attend and how much space you need for them to be comfortable. Because at GABF, even though it can get quite busy, I'm never uncomfortable. It's always a comfortable space to be in. Right. They have nice wide aisles. So like when there's yeah. a line for a beer, the aisles accommodate the line pretty much. Exactly. So I'll deal with standing in a little bit of a line right. if I'm comfortable, if I'm not being you know, run over by everybody or just trying to Or it's a clear line. Like, you know, you're, you're not feeling like you're getting pushed further back. You're, yeah. you're actually in a line. So a good example of that, there's another festival that is outdoor, and it's, I'm not going to name names and stuff, but it's outdoor, and and it ends up being under large tents. And I like that they've put up the tents because you need them, but what happens is they've put up so much seating in the tents that takes up a good portion of it Mm -hmm. that the line portion, you're just being plowed through people trying to walk through this tent while you're standing in line for a beer. Agreed. And so... Here it is in this big outdoor space, but it's now limited by their tent situation and how many tables they've put in there. And that's what I mean by an uncomfortable environment. You have to consider, okay, what's more important? Uh, How much are people really going to be seated at this beer festival? And if if it's not too much, then just put the seats in the food area. And then leave the tent space open for beer lines. Yeah, it's all about yeah. line management and uh, you know getting the beer into the glass as, as reasonably fast as you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to the GABF. If, if, if you really want to learn what's important, uh, go check out their cellaring operation. They've got great infrastructure for cellaring there. Okay. Uh, they, taking the beers in, managing them, uh, getting another beer online, dealing with exceptions. Uh, it's a... Uh, Really got it down to a science. See, and that is, you've done cellaring for the homebrewers. It's the heart conference. of any beer uh, yeah. uh, pouring, for sure. Yeah. yeah, whether it be a competition or anything else. Yeah, we yeah. were out at Downtown Joe's yesterday. You could see that the the glitches were mostly around cellaring. Cellaring, right. Not enough prep time. Uh, sure. Colin had, had, some, had some wrong clamps, and he had beer. You know, he took him... 
took forever. up too much time. Yeah, yeah he used up all his time dealing with that. Yeah, no, that's true. And so salary really can't be an afterthought. Oh, it has no, to be the, the first heart. thought. It's yeah. the heart of the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And that just really kind of uh, you know combines to make the good experience. The other the other good experience I like actually from a, a craft beer festival, and this isn't something that happens at GABF, and I think it's a legal issue actually. Um, but I like the I like it if the brewer is is pouring, yeah. and we try to our best to do that with our winter fest. The brewers like to come to our festival, so we we do do our best. You, you can't always do it, and I, I'm not going to hold it against any brewery for not having their rep there, but. Um, I do like to to try to get to ask the brewer about it. At the very least, it's got to be someone who knows about the beer, right? Yeah. And so that is definitely something that will that will make a fest bad for me. If I have to do all the guesswork about the beer that I'm trying, it just diminishes a little bit. I'm not saying I won't enjoy the beer, but I'd rather be able to go, man. I just what was that? I just tasted this thing, and I can ask somebody, and they know something about the beer, or what they're trying yeah. to do with the beer. Sometimes is a lot. To, like, what, what what's your goal here with this beer? What are you you know what are you trying to do? Right. So I was interested to hear what they have to say. The other thing is, I've really grown to love and embrace the ticketless beer right. festival. Right. Flat rate. I got to be flat rate. I like flat rate. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't like the interaction that has to take place every time. You know, even the beer pourer feels kind of weird by having to go. Uh, sure, can I have a ticket? Like you have every time there's this interaction. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's a, it's a little uncomfortable, and and it's a pain in the ass, and it's inefficient. I just rather the flat rate. And who wants? I don't want a full pour of any beer. I've I have fifty beers to try. Right. I don't want four ounces of fifty beers. I want an ounce of. 30 of those, and then I'm going to come back and try it. You know, I'll take a full pour of a few others. You know, Yeah. yeah. At, at, turn your microphone on. For turning your mic on? I have to make a small argument for the ticketed ones, okay. though. Do uh, it. You know, okay, if you have a more casual beer festival, like it's not a big destination beer festival, maybe you just want to go for a couple hours, and you just want to get four pours, You can. the price it tends to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, whereas for a free for all kind of beer fest, sometimes those are sixty bucks. You know, that's like, a good point. That's a big investment. Well, then maybe you have a tier. You could do both. Yeah, that's a good idea, JP. I've never seen a festival like that, but it's not a bad idea. Didn't you we know. do something like that on our first winter fest? Didn't we have like two different formats or something? Well, we did have a tier system, but there was no flat rate. I don't think, I see. unless my memory that was ticketed, right? Yeah, it was still ticketed, and we 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 did have tiers for that. But you're right. I would uh, prefer to, uh, you know, not have a... I will trade in getting a full pour uh, with tickets for a small pour and no tickets. Right. You know, I'm so sure I could, drink less or beer. Or you could do yeah. two tickets for a full... Or two or three tickets for a full pour and one ticket for a, a sample. And, you know, OBF does that. Uh, yeah. The Oregon Burst Festival does that. Just gets confusing for everybody. It does get confusing. And also, I find that doing it that way gets a little overpriced because it's still not a full pint. Yet, if I do the four ticket situation, I'm paying about eight bucks. I'm paying for a full pint, but I'm ending up Plus, with I'm ending up with a ten ounce glass. Well, I'm right? not saying to be stingy about it. I'm no, just no, I know. That it yeah. Work. yeah, I just know I've never been to one that did the multiple ticket system and got it right either. Yeah, where you could where you were actually ended up working out the way it should. Which to me, if you're going to get a full pint, then it should cost what a full. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be cheaper, but it shouldn't be more. Well. Well, well, it should be more. Uh, sorry, to, it, it should be more because you're getting it in smaller increments. You have more manpower to to cellar all those kegs to do all that. So you have ten samples, ten different beers. It shouldn't be five bucks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the fact yeah. that you've got 40, 50 beers 
to choose from is a is a premium. I mean, that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to pay for that and pay more for, for per ounce. Right. I do see what you mean. As much there. as I'm a fan of the four dollar pint, which you can rarely find, right? Because uh, I think six dollars for a, just a pint of one beer in a bar is fucking. You're getting raped. Um, mm. That's fine if you're paying really for a beer fest. I really don't think it's that bad, JP. I do. <laughs> Clearly, you've never been that way. <laughs> All right, we got a phone call. Uh, no remorse is on the line. Uh, no remorse. What's happening, brother? This is no remorse one. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Are you going to contribute to the uh, beer fest conversation? I, I plan on doing it. Yeah. What you got? <laughs> what you got, man? So, uh, so last weekend, uh, actually two weeks, two weekends ago, B. Richards and I were uh, down in Porter, Indiana at Porter's Perfect Pint. It's a first annual. Beer Fest, it was mostly craft brewers, there was 30 craft brewers, and uh, we were invited down there to serve our homebrew alongside everybody else, and uh, it went really well. We brought uh, six kegs, which was about twice the amount of every other brewery, um, and it was one of those pay-to-get-in-and-you-drink-all-you-want type of deals, and um, it went really well for us. The, the, the crazy thing was everybody thought we were like a commercial brewery, so we had to explain to everybody just what, a, what home brewers were, and people were kind of you know, really freaked out that people could do that in their garage or whatever, and they're demanding. You so know, wait, so this was a your- hang on. This was a pro beer festival that you were serving your homebrew at. Is that what's happening? This, that's accurate. Yep. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah we were next to uh, Three Floyds. Actually, the Three Floyds guys gave you guys some shout outs because we were wearing, we were repping the BN there, pretty hardcore. We had our BN Army hoodies on. Apparently, you guys partied at GABF with uh, Three Floyds. Oh, yeah, I think Chad did. Were you guys room next to Three Floyds, Chad? Uh, maybe, I don't Because they were telling these guys that we were room <laughs> next to them, and I don't, I don't remember How that. How long were you in the room? Yeah, not very much. And when I was, I was real drunk, so I might have been partying with them. I don't oh, know. I was very sleeping with them. I might have gotten Eiffel Tower. Fuck if I know. <laughs> so what was the, for- what really- the remorse? What was the format of this event? Uh, did you, uh, you said you had six so- cakes. You told me five-gallon cakes? Correct. Yeah. So we brought. We brought most people brought. You know, five gallon uh, either cornies or or Sankey uh, kegs. There's a couple bigger breweries who brought. You know, half barrels or whatever. But um, it was uh, 30 commercial breweries. There was one other group of home brewers there. Uh, they were called Ibrew. They actually turned them onto the BN as well. But um, you know, it was Thanks, you pay 40 bucks to get in and pretty much go at it for five hours. They had like a hour early preview for VIPs and you get a glass and a T-shirt and benefit the local fire department. So it was kind of cool. Um, we got a lot of respect. A lot of people were telling us that our homebrew was better than any of the other beers there. Nice. It's pretty um, common, yeah. They yeah, liked your variety, I bet, too. You got six beers in one spot, right? It's common for you, Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we had six We had six beers right there, yeah, and nice. people were worried we were going to run out, and we, we brought way, way more beer. Um, there was a couple other breweries that kind of saw how much beer we brought. And these guys were commercial brewers, and they kind of raised their eyes like, holy crap. <laughs> I ran, so, I, ran um, a, I ran a booth on Saturday. We had 12 homebrews. That was great. Wow. That is yeah, nice. we, yeah. We, drove, we drove eight hours, so I had to strap um, mm. six corny kegs in the back of my Xterra down with ratchet straps and bring them all the way down to Chicago because we're up in the yeah. upper peninsula of Michigan near Canada. So, yeah, Cellaring is important. That's a big part of it, getting the beer there. It's just a, a lot of work. We were also really impressed with uh, the, the craft brews in Indiana. It's literally exploding. We ran on a three breweries um one was one month old one was six months old another one was about a year and a half and they were all doubling the capacity one of them um it's called flat 12 brewing and they were on a 40 barrel system and they were 
18 months old and they were upgrading to an 80 barrel system already um another wow. brewery um figure eight brewing um they uh i think they were on I think maybe it was a 20-barrel system, maybe 15, and they were talking about increasing their capacity, and everybody there was very receptive. And uh, they actually just changed the law in Indiana because they have a pretty strict law about alcohol. You can't buy beer on Sunday, and a lot of the bars have to have a special license. But they made it so if you're a microbrewery and you serve under a certain amount, you can actually sell beer on Sunday. Nice. So it kind of gives people no other choice to go mm. but to a microbrewery. I like that. Um, yeah. And it, like you guys were saying earlier, it's, you know, you pay one flat rate, you got in there, and you can pretty much drink all you wanted. So some people wanted a sample, some people wanted a fuller pour, and, you know, I've That's... been to beer fest before, we have to have a token, and everybody was really, you know, anal about how many tokens they give out, and whether they want your beer, the next beer, and, you know, yeah. who are more apt to try beers they haven't heard before, rather than just migrating to the the big name breweries that, you know, do all the advertising, so. Yeah, and that's the beauty of GABF, too. You know, they're very strict about a one-ounce pour, and I think that's a good idea. There are, you know, 2,000-something <laughs> beers on that floor. Yeah. But, um, you you know, it's but it's flat rate. You buy a ticket, you go in, you can try as many one-ounces as you want. And, and if you ever needed proof that you were going to get enough beer with your one ounce at a time... Go to the JBF and see those tards on Saturday night. Yeah, the hand, uh, the, the handcuff lineup at the end. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. But the part you know that no, that no remorse really uh, uh, exemplifies here that I really like about beer festivals that I think is happening more and more is the incorporation of a homebrew segment into the pro side. And I think it's because they're getting a little more relaxed or at least looking the other way with the ABC laws. There are organizations like us uh, who are promoting it at beer festivals to ask, actually go out and try to get invited to these things to pour homebrew. And I think that every craft beer festival should have a homebrew component because that's where the R&D is coming from and that's where the future brewers are coming from. They're all coming from the homebrew side so it should be incorporated in every single craft beer festival. When you think about it, the customer, right? There's a big gap between them and a commercial brewer but it's not that big a gap between them and an amateur brewer. I mean, they're, you know, they already like craft beer. Most of the home brewers that are pouring beer for you are just, you know, they just took it a step further. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like all the weird little technicalities, like you have to pour the homebrew into plastic cups. Yeah. You know, there's always some weird thing that <laughs> well, you Oh, we're have doing to do. that, but yeah. I don't know if that's... Yeah. It's just that it has to be in a cup other than the festival glass. I see. Yeah, that way it's you didn't pay for it. You can't pay for it in uh, any way, shape, or form. Talk about the, the, the letter of the law, not exactly. the spirit of the law. Exactly. Well, here's the, here's the thing, guys, and I don't want to throw any specifics out there, but um, my brother-in-law and I, who are the ones who are down there, he's the one that turned me on to the BN. His name's uh, B. Richards on the website. He's pretty well known. Oh, yeah. We are, uh, we are actually going legit, so oh. we are in the early workings, and we got a name. Is it going straight? Throw it out there yet. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go at it here. It's uh, we're gonna open up our own brewery. You know, I mean, you, you guys have probably seen a lot of home brewers go commercial, and you know just how hard it is. So we got about a year before anybody will be able to, you know, access our beer if it if it goes as planned. But um, the BN will be the first one to know about it, and nice. we're gonna keep everybody in the loop. Well, by the BN, so, do yeah, you mean but, Brew Strong? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. And, uh, yeah, definitely let us know what happens. We always love it when uh, you guys grow up into the into the pro world, man. So keep us up to date. All right. Thanks, brother. All right, brother. Cheers, man. Thank you for the call. Peace. All right. Bye.
All right, there you go, guys. Uh, so, anyway, it's a long-ass festival season, and there are good ones and there are bad ones, and I think that most of us are getting pretty savvy now. By us, I mean listeners and everybody. Getting pretty savvy now about the festivals that we do and we don't like, and I think we're also getting pretty outspoken about that. I've been to a couple festivals where I've talked to the organizers, and they're like, boy, did we get beat up about this, this, or this. And I think that's important. You know, I don't I don't think we have to be dicks about it, but it's right. important to, to voice our opinion. You know, uh, less and less is the bathroom thing an issue, right? The, 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 what should be the simplest problem on planet Earth to fix at a beer festival yeah. finally is being fixed at every, <laughs> at every festival I've been to in a long time. But that's from voicing your opinions. And so I think we're doing a pretty good job of, of, of letting people know what we want. Constructive criticism. You know, yeah. So it's a long goddamn festival season. Just pretty soon, you know, we'll stop saying festival season, won't we? Because it's just continuous. It's just continuous. There's beer festivals popping up all over. There, eventually, there'll be a weekend where there are no festivals, and it'll be the one <laughs> reprieve weekend of the year. I, I I'll, I'll be honest and say I do not look forward to that, and not not for my own sake. I mean, for the quality of, of festivals and craft beer, I don't want it to be such a. a I kind of like that they're a novelty. I like looking forward to my favorite festivals. I don't want there to be a, 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 a half-assed festival every weekend. There has to be an off time for you to appreciate the on time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, obviously most of the festivals are outside, so they're you know weather dependent. So in the winter time, obviously it's going to be hard to do. Yeah. So that's that's sort of like right when we choose time. to do it. We do. Have, like, <laughs> well, we're in California. Well, yeah. I mean, we just have to drive in the rain to a bar to drink. Right. Just. Uh, yeah. But I just I really do I I. I Sort of like the trend in, in, in new festivals coming up, but... It could be saturated. Would you like yeah. to see them like smaller, like tastings, you know, or versus a festival? Yeah. Like, so Downtown Joe's, the one we did yesterday, should have been... We should have built that as a tasting because it was a enormous amount of really good beer. Colin and Chad also did a great job getting one-off unique beers from all the breweries. Like, we try to do at Winterfest the best we can, too. But there was just enough of a crowd that you just you really walked up and talked about every beer you tried with the group. It was a tasting that I don't need to see less of. You're right, Chad. If we could, if you want to fill out our schedule with events like that, tastings, I'm all on board. I but really the like big... events where we hold hands and we just talk about the beer. Oh, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> then well, we, and then we sing a song about it. Much better. You know what's funny is like you know we're starting to do beer dinners at the Gastro Pub as well, and it just seems like the high higher ticket price mm. and just the big hoopla around it is too much. Like maybe a small plate, small tasting kind of event would do a lot better. Yeah, you know, a lower price and just more just value. limit the number that you sell. Yeah, instead of sitting down, okay, I'm committing three hours, I'm getting five beers. Yeah, you know what I mean, that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, maybe that is the answer. You know, smaller type pairings or smaller just tastings. Yeah, I think so. I, th- that I can. Yeah, that I wouldn't complain about. Yeah, more like a tapas thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Having a social event. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not you bring up food. That's did an important JJ thing. Did just ask for a social event? event? No, I didn't ask for it. I <laughs> said make it one. It's a good suggestion. Just because I don't like the thing doesn't mean that <laughs> I don't know what a good, good thing. thing is. You know okay. what I mean? That's a good point. Not so ex- exclusive. Right. In stereo. <laughs> well, you get two idiots in a room, and that's what's going to happen. Right. 
that is. Okay, uh, let's do this. Uh, if you have more to, to talk about with festival season, feel free to call in. Uh, but we've got some other things to get to. So 888-401-BEER is the number if you want to use it. Um, we're going to take a break right now. In the middle of the break, we're going to play a press play segment from uh, Moskowitz. What is our segment today, Moscow? I talked to the uh, the uh, lead professor, uh, college professor on the team that recently discovered uh, the missing link uh, in the uh, lager yeast. Uh, they, they think they discovered the parent strain of modern lager yeast. <coughs> really? Yeah. So it, it sounds boring, but it's, it's, it's somewhat short, and it's, I think it's pretty interesting. So okay. you guys tell me. All right, let's take a quick break. I think I'm playing you new music from the Trophy Fire as we go into the break. Looks like you did it on purpose, too. And then uh, <laughs> you'll hear from Moscow Press Play Lager Yeast. I want relief.
is John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. This has been a big year for us. We've just celebrated our 21st birthday and we've been voted best home brew shop in Australia. We reckon that makes us pretty much the best brew shop in the Southern Hemisphere. Now we've got the ultimate fix for all you space pour, time pour and lapsed brewers. The all-in-one Braumeister is now at Grain and Grape and it's a beauty. There are 20, 50 and 200 litre systems. It lets you complete a temperature controlled mash, boil and cool, all within the same stainless steel mains powered unit. So if you live in an apartment, you don't have the time to complete a traditional brew day or just plain lazy, you can be brewing beautiful all grain beer more quickly than ever. We're also now making our own range of small batch fresh work kits on the 200 litre system right here in the warehouse. Just one last thing. Mention the Brewing Network next time you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order of up to 15 kilos. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Honey, what's wrong? Was the Saison oxidized? Worse. Beer festival season is coming to an end. That's it for craft beer fun for the year. My God, you're right. What are we going to do? Wait, it's a long shot, but... Yes! What? The new Bay Area Craft Beer Festival is coming up October 22nd. (gasps) The one at Martinez Waterfront Park? Yeah, with all that great food. Live music. And and craft craft beer. beer. More than 30 of the best breweries west of the Mississippi will be there. I knew you loved me. I do, but I may love the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival more. Hey. Kidding. I was just about to tell you your Saison is oxidized. What? Tickets for the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival are available online until October 19th at BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com. All tickets are pre-sale only. None will be sold at the door, so get yours online right now. Great beer, fabulous food, and rockin' live music. Round out your beer fest season right this year at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. 
When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Hey everybody, I'm Moscow, and this is Press Play. So it turns out the birth mystery of lager beer might have been solved, as scientists from Portugal, Argentina, and the U.S. recently discovered the parent strain of modern lager yeast, which of course is the yeast that makes cold brewing ale possible. Bavarians began the process of lagering in the 15th century, and they would brew and ferment their beer in caves or cellars to keep it at a constant cool temperature. thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, I spoke to the stateside lead of the project earlier this week. So I'm Chris Todd Hittinger. I'm an assistant professor of genetics at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, and this project uh, began when I was at uh, Washington University in St. Louis, and then Boss and I moved to the University of Colorado School of Medicine in Aurora, Colorado. And that's where most of the work actually took place. And what was the impetus of the project? Well, so our collaborators in, in uh, Portugal in particular, led by uh, José Paulo Sampaio, uh, have been looking for wild Saccharomyces biodiversity uh, all over the world for, for a number of years. And in particular, we've been interested in yeast species that like to grow in the cold. And one of the, the mysteries around this area uh, concerns uh, the origin of lager yeast, because as all good brewers know, ale strains like to ferment in fairly warm conditions, whereas lager strains uh, like to ferment in colder conditions. And it turns out it's been clear since the 80s that lager yeast is actually a hybrid of a Saccharomyces cerevisiae ale yeast and some other wild species that conferred this cold-growing ability that nobody had been able to find in the wild. Why did it take so long for, for this yeast to be discovered? Well, I think it's uh, the phenomenon of people uh, looking under the lamppost. So the, the lamppost for, you know, you're missing car keys if you've had too many loggers or something. <laughs> right. And uh, basically there's a there's sort of a cottage industry of people, uh, especially in Europe, who are interested in yeast diversity and, and are looking in industrial settings and, and indeed wild settings. Uh, and it turns out nobody's ever found a, a strain that matches the sort of other half of the lager yeast genome anywhere in Europe. So our collaborators had been looking in Europe themselves and had gone through all of these massive culture collections. There are culture collections all over the world, mostly in the northern hemisphere, that contain tens of thousands of yeast strains. 
and they were continuing to come up empty-handed, just like everybody else. Um, they expanded their search into Asia, Australia. I've done wild yeast isolations in, in North America. Uh, but really, we hit pay dirt when we expanded the search to a fifth continent in South America, and that was with our collaborator Diego Libkind in Argentina, and that's when we were finally able to discover this new species. That, that just sounds like a crazy undertaking to me, searching for yeast. So where do you book the plane ticket, and, and how, do you, how do, you, do you just go wave your hand around in the air, and how, how does it work? Well, our, our collaborators are, are much better at uh, doing the field work and sampling for diversity than, uh, than I am. I'm a geneticist and a genomicist, so I'm mostly tied to either the pet doing the bench work and the molecular biology and the genetics, uh, or, or the computer analyzing genome sequence data. I do a little bit in the field locally, but our collaborators are the ones who really uh, really get on the plane or, or go out and uh, sample. And so, so where you sample is uh, on the bark of trees. The same yeast that makes beer also likes to ferment sap from a wounded tree. And you can even sample from the soil underneath the tree. So in the northern hemisphere, Saccharomyces have been repeatedly associated with oak trees. So ne- you know, next time you're walking in the forests of uh, California or, or Wisconsin or, or Pennsylvania, just look around and think of the oak trees. Those are probably covered in Saccharomyces yeasts that could conceivably make wine or beer. And so that's the main way that, that we sample. In the southern hemisphere, they don't have oak trees. They have Nothophagus, which is a, a southern beech tree. It's a, it's a genus of southern beech tree that's actually very distantly related to the beech trees we have in the northern hemisphere. And it turns out in the southern hemisphere, Saccharomyces like to grow on these, these Nothophagus trees. So the way we found the Saccharomyces eubianus on these southern beech trees, it is actually a fermentative, or was actually tied to fermentation, though, because they get infected by another fungus. It's a parasite. And you've probably seen, if you ever spend much time in, in uh, the temperate oak forest we have in the northern hemisphere, you occasionally get insect or other kinds of infections on oak trees that form these sort of massive tumors. Right. Walls. Yes. Right? That's, a, that's a part of the immune response of the tree. Okay. And it turns out in the southern hemisphere, this fungus causes these beech trees to form these galls. And these become sequestered off from the rest of the tree, and they blow up to these massive proportions. And as the fungus and the immune system of the tree sort of fight it out, they end up becoming very rich in sugars. And the Saccharomyces yeasts then go into the sugar and begin fermenting it. And uh, apparently Diego tells me that when it's, they're really ripe and really fermenting, you can actually smell the ethanol in, in the forests. And indeed, uh, in pre-Columbian times, the Mapuche tribe in the area used to actually harvest these fermenting galls, take them back, dip them into the water, sort of do a primitive extraction of the sugars. And of course, what we now know to be the fermentative Saccharomyces yeasts and would actually make uh, an alcoholic beverage in, in the days before beer and wine became readily available. Yeah, I would have been one of the guys that discovered that back if, I were, <laughs> if I was part of that tribe. Um, so what makes this yeast uh, different, that it can withstand cold temperatures? Well, we really don't know yet what genetic changes are responsible for the cold temperature. The, the species was just discovered, and that's what our recent paper in uh, PNAS, the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, reports. And that was when? About two months ago now. So we're, we're certainly interested in the changes that have occurred to allow this species to tolerate colder temperatures and to allow Saccharomyces cerevisiae to tolerate warmer temperatures. Um, 
And that's important, it turns out, for a variety of reasons. Not not only is it important to the brewing differences that you see between ale and lager strains, but the biofuel industry would very intensely like strains of Saccharomyces that could tolerate even higher temperatures because of the, the upstream industrial processes that have to go on when you make these chemical extracts uh, in, or, in order to make ethanol to fuel our cars. Right. They tend to produce a lot of heat, and the processes are sort of at the limits of what we can currently grow Saccharomyces cerevisiae at. And so if we can maybe understand how it is that you take cold-tolerant yeasts and make them warm-tolerant and vice versa, you know, we hope that we can manipulate that kind of trait too. But I, I would say it's it's sort of early days in terms of being able to appreciate the biodiversity that's out there and uh, actually mapping the genes responsible is going to take time, and it's also probably several genes that are responsible as, as opposed to just one or two. So the yeast is indigenous only to Patagonia, as far as you know, right? As far as, far as we know. Uh, so, you know, all we can say is that we've looked on five continents. Other people have looked throughout the world, especially in Europe. It seems unlikely that it would be very prevalent in Europe because it's been so intensively sampled. But there are other parts of the world that are not particularly well sampled for yeast biodiversity. All we can say is that the only place we or anybody else has found it is in Patagonia and in cool climate there. It makes sense because it's this cold-loving yeast. And the the dates do line up curiously with the invention of the lagering process in Bavaria in the 15th century preceded the um, rise of transatlantic trade by a little bit. But we imagine that process may have uh, opened up the way for once uh, agricultural goods began to go back and forth between the continents, Saccharomyces eubianus would have possibly found a ready habitat waiting for it in, in this new brewing process that was being used in Europe, Central Europe in particular. What's the hypothesis on, on how it got from Patagonia to here? There are any number of ways that it could have gone, and this is, of course, where uh, we sort of have to leave behind the science and move on to some of the speculation. We know that yeast are very happy to hang out in the digestive tract of fruit flies. That appears to be one of the main major ways that they get around locally. They also would have been happy on any of the rotting agricultural products that would have gone back and forth as fruits and, and other food products were being carried on ships. And, and, of course, you can't rule out the fact that somebody might have deliberately been carrying fermented products back and forth. That was certainly a, a favorite pastime of people during the 16th and 17th century, just like today. Can it thrive in all temperatures? Because I imagine on some of those ships, you know, must have got real hot. Does it only thrive in cold, or can't it just can thrive in cold? It really prefers it at colder temperatures, around you know 10 to 20 degrees Celsius. It, the growth uh, is significantly inhibited once you get uh, up around 80 degrees Fahrenheit, and, and certainly beyond 90 degrees Fahrenheit, it's really starting to slow down and is really sick. So in that sense, it's not too dissimilar from lager yeast uh, itself, which is this hybrid species, Saccharomyces pastorianus. So Saccharomyces cerevisiae, of course, has, has a much broader uh, temperature tolerance range, but it just does not grow quickly in the cold. And so in a cold environment, Saccharomyces eubianus and, of course, lager yeast, the hybrid pastorianus, has, has a substantial advantage in, in colder temperatures, whereas cerevisiae, the traditional ale yeast that also makes wine, it would do a lot better once you get above 75, 80 degrees. So... Uh, in terms of other attention 
that we've gotten. We have been in talks with a number of breweries that are interested in making beers out of Saccharomyces ubeanus. That was my next question. <laughs> yes, I, I, I assumed that that was uh, perhaps the direction we were going. As, <laughs> as exciting as uh, biomedical applications and bioenergy applications are, on the brewing network, I imagine people are most interested in what the beer will taste like. And I, I'm told that uh, we actually have an amateur homebrew batch that uh, our Argentinian collaborator has been able to Oh, that he did. Oh, that's great. It's apparently not too bad. And and I, I suspect, based on the, the number of requests we've had, that there will be a number of breweries that will possibly be trying boutique varieties. Or uh, we think, actually, the probably the modern hybrid that people currently use to make lagers is probably going to produce a beer of superior quality, at least until we understand better the kinds of changes that have happened in the last few hundred years. So one of the other things that we did in the paper is compare the genetic sequence of the wild isolate to the modern hybrid. And we could identify a number of changes that have happened in the last few hundred years in response to the environment that the brewers had set up. And so while you can make beer out of Saccharomyces ubeanus, presumably the modern hybrids will be better. What were some of those differences? So we, we detected differences in sugar metabolism, not surprisingly, especially maltose, uh, which is very high in wort, and also sucrose, which is also often actually added to wort uh, and, and, and also occurs naturally in the wort. We also detected differences in sulfur metabolism. Now, have you ever made your own beer? I tried once, and uh, it, it was an abysmal failure. I leave that to the pros and all uh, enjoy their products and, you know, continue to study yeast from the genetic standpoint. So future plans as far as your research as it pertains to beer? So one of the things we're trying to under, understand is the broader origins of diversity within brewing strains. And in particular, we know that the lager hybrid yeast, Saccharomyces pastorianus, was actually invented at least twice. There are at least two distinct hybridizations that led to this species. And we know that based on some previous genetic work that's been done. So we're now trying to compare the diversity of brewing strains to the diversity we see in natural yeast and see if we can match up the specific strains, specific wild strains, to specific industrial strains. And we hope that by doing that, we're going to be able to even better understand exactly what genetic changes that medieval brewers were selecting upon in order to create the products that we see today. And we think that's going to tell us about general principles about how you improve microbes for, for industrial processes. Of course, 300 years ago, people didn't know what they were selecting on. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did they even go about doing that, troubleshooting and making changes? Well, I, I think the results are undeniable that the, that the product is great, but from what I understand, if you talk to any brewer, they have very strong opinions about uh, what is a good batch of beer and what is a bad batch of beer. So certainly some types of genetic changes that are occurring are constantly going through the sifting and winnowing processes as brewers select favored varieties and reject others. And similarly, the yeast itself is engaged in a very competitive process with other microbes that may be contaminating, uh, perhaps other yeast strains, in, in, uh, because, of course, most of the history of brewing is sort of in an, an era before sterile technique and before the appreciation that there are these microorganisms that are responsible for the process. And so the process itself is inherently competitive. And so as a new mutation comes along that allows them to better use maltose or, or some other sugar or carbohydrate in the wort, that strain is, is going to be favored by natural selection as it becomes fixed. So, so we hope by understanding those processes that we'll, we'll understand how evolution has been able to make a better brewing strain, and, and maybe that will help us understand how to use it to make a better biofuel strain. Well, uh, 
yeah, we appreciate the work you're doing out there, and congratulations on uh, on this discovery. Uh, if people want to learn more about your work and your research, where can they go? You can go to my website, which is Hittinger, H-I-T-T-I-N-G-E-R, dot genetics, dot WISC, W-I-S-C, dot E-D-U. Uh, and that page also contains uh, links to our collaborators. They're, of course, also doing uh, interesting projects both with us and, and without us. So, Professor Hittinger, we appreciate it, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, Scott. That wraps up another installment of Press Play. See you guys next time. Until then, this is Scott the Jew saying L'chaim. city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes the home. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. And stout, roasty cocoa chocolate insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at beercandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy. Visit beercandy.com today. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. 
Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams Way. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some yeah, sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. It's <laughs> hey, everybody. It's the Brewing Network's announcements for Monday, October 24th. I am Scott the Jew. First up this week, the Saratoga Thorough Brews Homebrew Club is hosting their 16th annual Knickerbocker Battle of the Brews at the C.H. Evans Brewing Company in Albany, New York. Entry fee is $7, and the deadline is November 4th. You can go to thoroughbrews.org or call 518-209-2709 for more information. Next up is another New York event. Our friends at the Great South Bay Brewery, in conjunction with the fifth season, are hosting a four-course brewmaster's dinner this Wednesday night. That's October 26th. It starts at 7 p.m. at the fifth season in Port Jefferson. Tickets are $55, and Halloween costumes are encouraged. There's only a few tickets left for this, so call 631-477-8500 to get yours today. All right, and finally, the 19th annual Fossils Porter Competition is coming up, also on November 12th. The judging starts at 1.30 p.m., and the rules are simple. It's got to be a porter, either a brown, robust, Baltic, or specialty. The entry deadline is November 4th. There's no fee for this competition, and the brewer whose beer travels the farthest to the competition will receive a Fossils membership for one year. Contact portercompetition at gmail.com or go to fossils.org for all the details. All right, that's it. Short list this week. As always, send your competitions to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com for a spot in this segment. And until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying, L'chaim. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Scott the Jew for all of his work this week. Getting You're us a uh, nice interview with the Press Play segment and, of course, the announcements. And, uh, and oh, that, that segment was com- compelling. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, that was the suggestion that someone sent in. They, they found the article about that guy's uh, research. So if you guys have more suggestions of uh, future segments you'd like, please send them in. There you go. I listened to every minute of it. What was the most fascinating thing that you pulled out from that interview? You know, I don't know if you knew this, but they uh, they think that they found the origin of of lager yeast. Oh, that part shit. was just Did uh, they really that 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 part was fascinating. But like nothing, that was it. That was the most. That was the most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The most life. fascinating okay. to me. So, Stop listening after that. Yeah. Nate Smith in the studio. I guess uh, they let him out of the porn uh, shop. We or... got the money shot. It took a while. Finally made it over here. I thought that's how you get fired in porn, by taking a while to get to the money shot. You're supposed to be able to do it on demand. I was just running the camera, so... I see. 
See, I thought I didn't. Now, I didn't honestly think that you're on the 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 production side. I thought that maybe you're like the server guy for a porn company. Like you're, 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 you're the geeky side. Yeah, you know? that's normally what I do. But the camera guy was sick today, so they had to do that too. <laughs> you had to do both. You camera do, guy. That's going to be the bargain bin one, like two ninety nine. That when you get free shipping from some company, you're going to get that one. The one I shot today. Right. There's, there's lots of lo- about Nate that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You work on the. You work Cole on doesn't the, either. Well, I don't want to see his ass. So yeah, I, I got all the information I need. You work on the uh, the streaming. If you'll take it after Roger, and showing you my ass. <laughs> Nate, I heard uh, through the grapevine that you do a mean Roger Davis impression. No, that actually is Roger Davis. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Roger's around the corner. Will you want to bring him in? I see. He's just hanging out up uh, there. And we're done here. Uh, good talk. <laughs> he left. Yeah. <laughs> Get it out. All right. Uh, let's do this. We're going to play uh, Stump the Stoner. Yeah, we are. Moscow brought another game of Stump the Stoner back here. One of my favorite games. Um, 888-401-BEER if you want to play along. How does it work, Moscow? I forget. Uh, I ask Chad questions about military aircraft, and uh, then we guess whether or not he knows the answer. (laughs) Is that what all today's questions (laughs) are? No. We're going to see if uh, Chad can answer some pot-themed trivia. And how do we do the contestants with us? Is it that e- that we just let them play and then we just do commentary of our own? Yeah, we can structure it like the, the quote game, like a yeah. bruise line is it anyway. I like it that way. They yeah. could take our advice or not. Um, Everyone can put their guess in and then we can just play like first to five. Oh. We have plenty, a few tie break questions if needed. You might be able to stump the stoner, but not the coke team, dude. Can't stump the coke, dude? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't stump the coke, dude. You have to get him to stop talking. This is an AT-7342 bomber. It was produced in 1963, and uh, after that... Uh... Can you guys feel your teeth? I can't feel my teeth. Did you guys see um, Horrible Bosses? The movie? Oh, oh, oh I want to see that movie so bad. There's a good coke scene in it <laughs> that uh, if you've ever done coke, I haven't. But uh, In theory. Yeah. You know, in theory. Uh, if you've ever done coke... It's pretty funny watching this dude do his coke scene. And captured it. <laughs> it's pretty good, yeah. It's obviously a, uh, you know, uh, elaborate uh, and accentuated version of a coke dude, but it's pretty funny, yeah. So if you get a chance to watch Horrible Bosses, just, the, most of the movie's good. That part's really good, so you can hang out for that. And it's, it's <laughs> to me, the, the uh, b- scene in Boogie Nights... When they're all oh. doing blow, like the few, the like, there's you know, right? They're just like, like the kid with the firecrackers, like, yeah. Well, that whole scene was <laughs> awesome, but every every single scene that they're doing blow in, yeah, they're just all. I, will you be my mommy? Yeah, I'll be your. I'll just say you'll be my mother. Say you'll be my mommy. That's <laughs> uh, happened to me a few times. <laughs> but that whole movie, that to me captured the essence of just doing a bunch of blow yeah and not having anywhere to go or anything to do at all like you're not in a in a in a bar or anything right you're just at home in your fucking bedroom locked up yeah, yeah. no you're right that that one is a more accurate depiction um but the horrible bosses is a funnier depiction oh i didn't the hear the first on, part i was on, on target.com sorry <laughs> that's okay buying some socks all right, well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm not going to wait here for the phones to ring off the hook. Nobody wants to play Stump the Stoner, so we're just going to play in here. We'll play Stump the Stoner um, with, uh, I guess, the five of us. Nicole, do you want to play, too? Uh, sure. Take another okay. <laughs> All right, who's going to keep score? Moscow's going to keep, keep score. Do you need a pen and paper? Or you to be no, I have this thing in front of me called a computer. No. Cool, use that. Even though you're really good at it, Nicole, you don't have to pretend to be stoned. Uh, okay. All right, let's play Stump the Stoner. I, who's our, I assume that Chad is our stoner again uh, this time around? Who else? When is Tasty going to be our stoner? we got to do that one. Uh, I don't uh, partake. 
So. Yeah. Oh, when, when, when he picks up the habit, then I, I would not know any of the answers. Got it. Right. Okay. Then there's Scooby Snacks. Okay, so uh, you know how it goes. I'll play the question, and then I'll stop it, and we'll all guess whether or not our stoner uh, knows the answer. Do we have an intro? The the question. We have an intro, right? We do? I think we do. Oh, yeah. Got about that. Hey, listen, don't name your kid Chad. Do you understand what you do when you name your kid Chad? His likelihood of being a pot addict increases tenfold. Uh, you line me up a hundred Chads, uh, eighty-seven of them are going to be stoners. It is, it's a good point. Please. All right, and now it's time for Stump the Stoner. Did you pick the music, Chad? Oh, first Would time I've heard this. <laughs> oh, it is. Is yeah. it good, Reggie? First time you heard it. Is it reggae? Um, It's kind of MIDI. Reggae. Apparently, people are trying to call in. I see a couple on there now. Do we want to take them? Have contestants? (laughs) Yeah, we could take them, I guess. Who is it? I guess. You forgot about the list. Why did, why did they wait a the hundred hours to call in? Well, they're on the delay, I guess. They're they're they're, they're partaking in the habit yeah. before they. I like how the music. in the spirit of the game. Wait, man, shouldn't we call <laughs> in? That's the music. <laughs> yeah. We've stumped those stoners. No, that's my shoe, man. Get the phone. Right. Oh, look! Now they want to play. Look at those lines. Now the phones are lighting <laughs> up. It's, see, you say call in, and it's it's never until I say like, "All right, forget it. We're not going to take calls anymore." That the phones start to light up. Right. They wait for me to get annoyed. Is what happens, and then the fucking phones ring. That's what I do. I should just busy them all. All right, three is enough, Bevo. Uh, Bevo. Wow. Very <laughs> slip. I like that. Force a habit. What the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> oh, this is you're not, over. You're not pregnant, are you? <laughs> yeah. I wish I could say that's the first time I've called a chick the wrong name. Not anymore. Okay. But it's not. And uh, it's never I pretty. I hear you, guy at the door. Don't bang on the window. Someone's going to answer the door. Can someone go answer someone, the door? Yeah, can someone go answer the door? Apparently Kate's, uh, Kate the Great yeah, what's up, Kate? is off baking bacon somewhere and fucking that up. So I got the guy, the pizza guy, banging on the window. Not like we're doing anything. We're clearly doing stuff in here, right? Do you see <laughs> things in front of us? Sorry, we're not delivering pizza. Man. Maybe I should shut the window before I say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, we're not fucking delivering pizza. We have things to do. Our pizza just got spat oh, yeah. in. Thanks to JP's window yeah, open. He's loading up his shotgun. He's taking a dump in that thing right now. <laughs> oh, right, sorry, like, not done. Not done yet. Hold on. I go back to Carter. Hey, like, we have, like, three dudes to, like, place the stoner man. All right, who do we have? Who's on, who's on one? Is she, um, like, paranoid, or is she trying uh, to be stoned? A fear spirit on lane one. And, y'all, and then... I right, uh, stop that. <laughs> and never do it again. And then uh, no remorse. All right, no remorse. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Pythoners on line two. Okay, Pythoner, yeah. And uh, the doctor is on line three. The doctor. And they have no idea what's going on or how to play. Yeah, of course not. Okay. <clears throat> it's a good thing they called. Scott will explain it to Fierce Beard, what's happening, brother? Uh, not a whole lot, but I don't understand the rules for something stoner, but I want to yeah. play. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Don't worry about that. Hang in there. Um, uh, Pythoner, what's happening, man? No, I was so... You know how to play Stump the Stoner? <laughs> was that one word? I'm going to guess. Pythoner, are you stoned? 
No, 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 just too much beer. Okay. And uh, the doctor, what's happening, man? How's it going? Oh, the doctor's smoking. You hear oh, yeah. him? Yeah, <laughs> that was a bong cough if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like this you, you know, we're all calling in late because we had to finish, you know, our partake. You have to load ice in the bong first. <laughs> That's right. That takes a little time. Yeah. <laughs> all right guys well here's the deal you're all online now and uh you know we're just gonna we're gonna play a question uh basically moscow interviewed uh chad and um we'll play the question then i will pause the clip and you'll all get to guess whether or not he knows the answer so will he be stumped or not for everyone you get right you get a point uh the brewcasters here in the room will also give their opinions you can take them or not it's up to you all right so who we got python or the doctor and who else we uh, uh fierce beard and python fierce. and the doctor okay. okay so uh all right let's start with question number one here we go name the american actor who was arrested in 1996 for planting hemp seeds you guys remember that story? I do remember. I'm pretty sure I remember. I actually I exactly just right remember. off the bat, I know who it I is. Know, I yeah. think it's it's Woody Harrelson, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I uh, thought we were supposed to be asking asking Chad. Uh, well, we, we already are. did. Yeah. Don't worry. Chad's already, already been asked. We haven't voted yeah. yet. Yeah. Oh, I see. Pre-recorded. It's all recorded. You'll, you'll get it here. Let us like, you, and they now. get lifelines. Nicole, let me do my job over here, <laughs> and you do yours over there, and you fuck yours up over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Drop button. <laughs> I think I think Chad knows this one. I think that stoners really like to know other stoner trivia. So what you're saying is game recognized game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like it because it it makes you feel like a uh, like that you're not alone. It's like validating. You're part of a lifestyle of like other. Well, you got you know, something to say to your buddy. Sure. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, that's true. Get a load of this shit. Yeah. So, so you think in prison? You think in prison? Everyone goes. Oh, I get Denny's. Uh, I don't know. I my other friend's a rapist, and he goes to Denny's too. Well, no. You think it's that but kind that's, of thing? That's extreme. That's a special. Club. But it's similar. But I do think that yes, the rapists gravitate towards other rapists. Yes, that's what I think. Okay, so Pythoner, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to guess since I was, you know, like uh, eight or nine years old, he probably doesn't know, but I don't know how old the fuck Chad is. Uh, Chad's 34? <laughs> what a fucking oh, stoner he's answer. Than me. He probably remembers then, so I'm going to say he's not stumped. So you're going to say that he knows the answer? Yeah, he, he, he does know. Yeah. All right, All right Fierce Beard, what do you think? Of course he knows, man. Like, Woody Harrelson spent all of the 90s being in the news for wearing, like, hemp pants. Yeah, and, like... yeah. Okay, and uh, the doctor, what do you say? I think he knows, too. I mean, like he was saying, every, every stoner knows another stoner. <laughs> That's right. So, Is there anybody in the room who thinks he doesn't know? I don't think he knows. I don't think he does, yeah. I would say no. No, no. Oh. I, I, everybody seems okay. to be relating to how old he was when it happened. Well, yeah. it's part of the the, the folklore of, of marijuana. Right. He's heard that since then. and it, you know, True. Like, like we're tuned in to craft beer, right? If somebody tells you about a great beer, you remember it, right? Yeah. This kind of thing. You know? But look, at, let's, in 90, it, even thinking about how old he was, in 96, look, I was high as shit in 96, and we're like about the same age. I knew all about Woody Harrelson. So was busy, busy. okay, so Nicole, Jip, and Nate say yeah. no, though. No, no. and the rest no. of us say yes. All right, let's find out. Here we go. Jack Nicholson. No. <laughs> yeah. Jack Nicholson he did not know. What the fuck? So that was he had to guess. <laughs> All right. Wow. Keep track of us too, Moscow, because I want to make sure that everyone knows how dominant I am. 
Good idea. Did you, you really, you didn't know that Woody was a stoner, no. or you just don't remember that particular story? No, see, see, back then I didn't smoke weed. Oh, you didn't? Didn't happen. <laughs> well, like, but... With, when so, did you start? Oh, uh, 21. Oh, shit. What year was that? <coughs> 2000. Wow. I played football like in college, so Two. he was like, yeah. into that shit. Now you're making me feel like an old stoner is what I feel like right now. 21, shit. All right, so nothing... What did you do before 21? Did just you drink? drink yeah. You just drank a little bit. Oh, yeah. All right, so none of the callers knew. No points. What would you drink out there, Rolling Rock? Everything. Back East? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rolling Rock, not so much. More like Bud Ice and bullshit like that. Boone's Farm? Harpoon, I think, yeah. Shit like that. Oh, Harpoon? Oh, Shipyard. Yeah, that was all right. All right, let's try another one. Here we go. Stoner question number two. Uh, so basically, we all lost except for JP, Nicole, and... and uh, Nate. Hi! All right, here we go. What was the second U.S. state to make pot legal for medicinal use? The first was California. What was the second? He doesn't know this. And I'll tell you why. Because he's in California. He doesn't care. Fuck it. He's, he doesn't even know this. Uh, I it doesn't say matter. he totally yeah. knows it because if it's what I think it is, it's a state that we would he would probably that he visit cares about? once a year or so. What do you think it is? Connecticut? No. I think no. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's a uh, Colorado. You think it's Colorado? Well, I just know there's lots of dispensaries in Denver because I pass by them. When <laughs> right. I, when I'm because I stopped into eight of them. <laughs> Had to sample the wares. Hanging out down there. <laughs> yeah, I, hmm, that's true. He does go to Colorado a lot uh, uh, for the you beer know, festival. Your, and... your license should work. You know, but right? is it Colorado? Yeah, I don't think he knows though. I still but don't think. It it's the order. He probably, if you were to ask him to name three states or something that it's legal, he could probably do that. But I don't think he knows the order. It's not Colorado. It's oh, not, it's not Colorado. Colorado, not Colorado. Is it Hawaii? Well, let's so stop we don't saying know. what the, yeah, yeah. Let's stop saying what it isn't, so everyone can guess. Or oh, I shouldn't say what it is. No, I, should, I don't think you should say what it isn't. Yeah, we don't because if someone thinks it's Colorado, well, the, I guess the, it the, matter, the reveal right? is only going to work if we already know before we hear it, because we won't know if he's right or not if we don't know the answer before we hear his. It's a good point. Makes a good point. J- uh, JP, does he know this answer or not? What is the second? No, I don't think he does at all. Nate? No. Tasty? No. Uh, the doctor, does he know it? I don't think so. Pythoner? Uh, I don't think he does either because it's kind of like gay marriage. Usually just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, that's a that's a, that's very near and dear to our hearts, gay marriage, so watch yourself. And Fierce Beard. Hey, 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 hey you can shut your mouth. I, 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 I want to say no, but but I'm going to say yes because I want to win. It's your chance so, to move ahead. Got, yeah. Got to play the game, you know. Good, good strategy. Yeah, Fierce Beard's a smart man. He knows how it works. Okay, so pretty much everybody says no. Except Fierce Beard. Um, and Nicole. Nicole I'm thinks. I'm going to stick by yes just to be ornery. It's going to stick. Okay, so Fierce Beard no, and Nicole. It's pronounced Ernie. It's not ornery. All right, let's well, find out. Well, hold on. Do we want to hear the answer before oh, yeah, we hear yeah. his? Yeah, what okay, state is it? Oregon. Oh, it's Oregon. Oregon. Uh, JP, yeah. did you think he knows that or does not know that? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think he does. Does not know. Yeah, he doesn't know that. Oregon. Oh! <laughs> nice! Chad, how do you know that? Is that a guess? Uh, I'm genius. <laughs> That's the only answer at that point. No, really. How did you know that? <laughs> oh, well, Fierce Beard uh, gets a point there, huh? Yep. Okay. Oh, On the board. Beard. Well played. Well played. Well played. Uh, and I think I'm winning in this room. Yeah, Nicole's got both so of them so far. That's true. <laughs> do, we, uh, uh, do you have available what the third state is? Uh, no, not offhand. Yeah, I can all right, never mind. That's all right. <laughs> all right, let's play the next question. I am still surprised that he knows that. But, uh, well so done. am I. All right, here we go. True or false? 
Trey Parker voices Towley on South Park. Towley. Trey Parker, the lead singer of and, and guitarist of Fish. Yes, one and the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the South Park guy. That's right. Yeah. I think this is another one of those what famous World War II airplane flew 10 sorties over Germany. <laughs> what do nobody you mean? Towley? It's pot related. Nobody cares. Like, nobody knows. I don't think anybody knows. Yeah, like who does which, but, which but, voice? And, and some, someone will guess, but they won't know for sure. It's a 50-50 either way. Right. Yeah. I don't like the true or false stump the stoner question. I think I know the answer. I th- I actually, now that I say that, I, th- I think he does not. I think he doesn't know it. Because I don't think he... No, I don't... Well, yeah, but... Oh, you I, think he does not voice I don't think he it. does the, the voice because he doesn't really do any of the voices. Let's just go to the contestants on this one because, I don't know, it's 50-50. Uh, Fierce Beard, what do you think? Does he know the answer? Well, I also don't like the true or false, but I'm going to say he uh, does know the answer. Okay, Pythoner. I think he's going to say, yeah, you want to get stoned. Really? Mm. Yeah. We would take that as he knows. All right, then. All right. You want to get hot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to get hot? <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> uh, so, yes? Yes, he knows it? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to guess he knows it, you know. All right. This now, guy says one word, so it makes it sound like a bunch of different words. And the doctor? I didn't say one word. I said several. They were just all matched together. The doctor? That's kind of what I said. <laughs> Yes, he knows it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he knows it. Okay, the doctor says no. Fear, spirit, and python are yes. Doctor, no. Yeah, yeah. And I don't care. JP, do you care? Do you want to put in your your answer just so you can be on the board? Uh, I don't think he knows it, and I don't give a fuck. And Nicole, do you want to be in there since you're in the lead? Uh, uh, No. He does not know it. (laughs) That's yeah. Sure. All right. Here we go false yeah it's false it's false yeah it's a writer a writer named Vern chapman did you guess Thanks. that chat or did you know that hey, it's 50 50 you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it, it's just not gonna, a, just so you knew it's yeah. not the greatest structure for a question but it's just i couldn't figure out a way to structure it where he's not going to know Vern chapman he's some random writer right know? that's true all right let's check let's go to the next okay. one here we go i was right tell your children was the original title of what pot propaganda film Oh, um, I'm going to say yes, because what is the most famous pop propaganda right. film of yeah, all time? Yeah, I say yes as well, because there's really only one, only one pop answer. propaganda <clears throat> But at film. that moment... Half-baked. But up at in, that moment... smoke. <laughs> <laughs> right. The other Friday. one, the first one. At that moment, could Chad recall the name of... He knows the movie. I'm not doubting that he knows the movie, but could the stoner mind remember the name of the movie at this particular moment? Yes. Of course he could. Yes. He sounds Come pretty sober. On. I think so. I think the stoner mind automatically, like all the like the cream will rise to the top, all the cream is just dumb pot knowledge. Right. So that's what's <laughs> what? easily accessible. It's free from Because that's bro. all pot that's you talk got. about. That's all they right. That's all they share, right. right? That's true. Okay, I'm following the logic. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. How long did you... Did, is there a time limit that he has to answer these questions when you interview him, Moscow? Uh, there's not because I can edit it later, but I will say that he had his answers right or wrong chambered. Ready, you know, within, within two seconds or three seconds, he always answered. Huh. Okay. That's because Chad can maintain, man. <laughs> All right, Pythoner, what do you down. think? Does he know the answer? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess he does. You know? Okay. All right. Uh, the doctor. 
I'm going to say yes, too. It sounds like he doesn't smoke enough, but <laughs> he seems to know too many of these oh. questions. Chad got called out right there. And Fierce Beard, what do you think? Well, I think I've beaten these fuckers, so I'm going to go with yes, too, because uh, <laughs> okay. I'm playing the game. It's Reefer Madness is the it answer. Is, it right? is indeed, yes. Uh, man, this one's tough. No, it's a, just it's such a classic part of the, the Reefer yeah. knowledge base. That he's got to know it it's right It's got to be. That. But, 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 yeah, but Justin's point is that. valid. Will he know it in the moment? Yeah, that's what I... Because I speak from experience oh, wow. <laughs> when, I, when I'm evaluating these questions, aren't you? And... Uh, yeah, there was a lot of things I should have known that I didn't know <laughs> at the time. That's what I'm saying. Jip, Jip, what do you think? He knows it? Uh, yeah, I think he knows it. Nicole? Yeah, I already said. What I'm going to say he doesn't know it. Why? Just because? No, because I just think that at that moment, he didn't. it wasn't on the tip of his brain. He doesn't know it. And I'm sticking with it. Nate? I think he knows it. And Tacey thinks he knows it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Reefer Madness. <sighs> Man. Look at that. <laughs> I'm looking for an edge here. All right. You got the points there, uh, Moscow? Yep. Got everybody's answer. All right, let's go Spear, to the next one. Spear Spirit in the lead. Okay. Here we go. In the first Herald and Kumar, which city was the White Castle located in? Oh, shit. Oh, God. I can't believe even a stoner saw that piece of shit. <laughs> I saw the second one. They're about to have a third one, aren't they? No, they already have it. Ugh, I haven't man. seen that one, though. Harold and Kumar spit loads on each other. Who cares about Harold and Kumar? Well, Chad's from the East Coast, so yeah. stoner or no stoner, he knows the answer I to think this he knows question. This one too. Yeah, yeah. Out there. I think he's going to know it. He knows. Or is there someplace in New Jersey or something? Because Yeah, because even if he, you know, you and I on the West Coast, you know, we saw the movie once, but we don't remember all those cities on the same, but, you know, he, That's like a different he lived out there. Like, he probably <laughs> knows the cultural reference, the joke. I say no. The city that was in. I say yes. I say no. I say yes because I hate you. That was the city right. where the first fish show was, dude. Jip says no. Nicole says yes. I mean, uh, think about all I the movies yes. that you've seen that are, are out here that you don't know the names of towns yeah. and even they take like place the birds in. takes place in Bodega Bay. Like, yeah, but White Castle is, is famous. <laughs> yeah, but, well, but the Your birds was filmed famous. in Bodega Bay, but it doesn't take place in a it town called Bodega Bay. It actually does take place in Bay. All right, you two. Bay. You're boring me to death. Fierce Beard, what do you think? Now you know how I fucking feel. Uh, I say no. All anybody remembers is Neil Patrick Harris taking ecstasy and uh, <laughs> from that movie. All right, so he says no. All right, the doctor. What do you think? Was it gay ecstasy? I say yes. He knows. It. All right, and Pythoner. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna guess he doesn't remember because well, I, I was sober and I can't remember that shit at all. <laughs> and I live on the East Coast. Was that one word again? I think he just no. says one word. Several words. So that was a I no, right? Slowly, yeah. if I have to. No. All right, Nate, what do you think? <laughs> I think yes. Tasty. He's in. Yeah, he's got it. Is it? Uh, is the answer Brooklyn? Uh, no, the answer is Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Oh, I wish Nate, I had. Nate knew it though. Nate said New Jersey. Jersey. He knew. Yeah. Snoochy boots. Oh man, I wish I could. Ch- I won't change my answer to be <laughs> fair. That's why I waited to find out the answer because I didn't want the unfair advantage. Well, hmm. Just to put it in perspective. Where Where is your nearest <laughs> In and Out at? San Ramon. Okay, well. No, there you go. White Castle. Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's find out if he knew it. Here we go. I want to say Queens. It's it's a New York town. Uh-oh. Yeah. No! Yeah. See, him and I are thinking like East Coasters, which is where it originates. And, and it's it's in New York, I think. It's not in New Jersey. I think the original White Castle is well, Queens. That- 
Right. But now that I think about it, Cherry Hill is right off the turnpike. And they were like on the uh, turnpike in the movie. Exactly. It came back to me right as soon as I heard the that. Antics but. ensued. Uh, yeah, they were on the turnpike. and they they are, also, I mean, they're all over like New York. As soon as the bombs right. were wore off, you knew right where it was. Man. <laughs> I also could be totally wrong about whether it was Queens or not. I seem to remember, my old man used to talk about uh, White Castle all the time. He was from Brooklyn. But I, I just remember him saying Queens yeah, and Brooklyn. It's a popular chain back there. What happened to him? All right, let's. Do, did anybody get points on that? Who got points? Uh, yeah, that? Fear Spirit and Pythoner are, are neck and neck. Fear Spirit four, Pythoner three. How's Nicole doing? Nicole is on high. Nicole has four, but JP is at five, one ahead of her and wow. everybody. Because I'm better than her by one. All right, here we go. A couple more questions. True or false? The U.S. government distributed four hundred thousand pounds of cannabis seeds to American farmers in 1942 to aid in the war effort. Uh, uh, we're going to skip this question, although I do want to know the answer. Uh, are the other two true or false, or the other two questions? No, questions? That's, the, right. that's the last true or false. So I do want to know the. Let's. Uh, what is the answer? It's true. And Chad says, true, true. Oh, good guess, Chad. Good guess. That's a leading. It's a leading question. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, let's try this one. Which former heavyweight boxing champion tested positive for pot after a fight in 2000? Oh wow! You guys remember this story? Mm-mm. I don't remember it, no. Mike Tyson? Yeah, it is Mike Tyson. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, I don't remember it. That's like the only boxer I could think of. And I don't think (laughs) Chad remembers it either. He fought Andrew Galata, and uh, they had to change the decision after he tested positive from TKO to no contest. Chad's pretty good with sports, though. Chad likes him some sports. So... Stoner trivia and sports could be a good convergence. Yeah. 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 Uh... Although I'm doing terrible at this goddamn game, so <laughs> yeah, you have one. Justin has one. <laughs> so you certainly shouldn't take my advice, but I think he he knows it. Uh, Pythoner, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna have to guess he knows it. All right, Fierce Beard. I'm gonna say no. Okay, and the doctor. I'm gonna say no too. All right, Nicole, you're uh, doing pretty well, not quite as well as JP. What do you think? Does he know the boxer or not? I can't decide. Like. You know, I think I think that Mike Tyson's kind of like a good, just general guest whenever Answer, somebody right, says boxer. Right, right. But I don't know if he knows or not. I'll, let me just say yes. Jip? Uh, no, I don't think he knows it. Nate? Oh, yeah. He knows that. Tasty. Oh, he knows it. Yeah, he knows it. All right, well, if uh, if the if he does not know it, then Fierce Beard's our winner. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is going to be number five for him. All right, him. drum roll. Okay. Uh, I don't have a tasty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that's not a else. drum roll. That's like something else. <laughs> All right, here it comes. Evander Holyfield. Fear oh! Spirit. Oh, I didn't know it. Fear Spirit, the winner. JP, JP got Fear every Spirit. one of them. JP. Why no, did you choose Evander Holyfield? He was like a good boy when you got Mike Tyson yeah, in the mix. I don't know. You don't know boxing too well. Actually, I, I love you just boxing figured Mike Tyson. Up. I just, yeah, I don't know. You figured Mike Tyson was too violent to be a stoner at all? Just <laughs> threw it out there. It was just totally. the, the timing, you know, that moment. I'm oh. going to eat your faith off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, most of the time I said you got it, Chad, you didn't. So you're kind of letting me down there. So if uh, Fear Speared won from our contestants, uh, JP won in the Brewcaster room? That's right. Well, he certainly did. Yeah, that, right, that, JP. that drop earlier of the you want to get high was actually Mike Tyson, not Tally. Oh, it is? Uh-huh. You want to get high? Uh, wow. You just have no long-term memory because you get high all the time. All right. Okay, well, another great game of Stunt the Stoner goes to Fierce Beard this time. Fierce Congratulations, Beard. Fierce Beard. Yeah. Uh, 
Well done. And also, let's just kill two birds with one stone and give Drunk of the Week to Pythoner. Uh, Pythoner. Mr. One Word. One Word. He killed it. Hey, I'm all for it. The Pythoner is fucking wasted. He <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for playing. And um, I wish I could tell you you won something, but you probably didn't. Uh, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. Fierce Beard, send us your address, and you just might get a gift in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. All right, send it to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. Thanks, guys. Cheers. All right, uh, well hey, done. Hey, Justin, we're getting a little uh, stoner information from... Uh, uh, okay, what do you coming, coming from code over here. So White Castle was started in 1921 in Wichita, Kansas. Wow. What? Kansas? Wow. Kansas. Uh, only a stoner knows that. <laughs> Obviously, they're not in Kansas anymore. He's a Midwestern dude, too. Huh? You would know. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, Nicole. It was really good. It's weird because it's totally a New York fame thing. Have like, you guys yeah. seen that thing in Berkeley that looks like White Castle, but it's not? It's called like White Fort or something. Brown <laughs> Castle? Like, no. It looks exactly the like White Castle. One over by Triple Rock? <laughs> and it was on Off Battle White Avenue. It's called the Burger Hole. I think I finally ripped it down, but it was like a, like a slider's place for a super long time. I, forget, I wish I could remember what it's called. Fake Castle. <laughs> Off White Castle, <laughs> beige castle. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know ivory castle. Slightly dirty white castle. It's funny. They don't serve sliders. They serve like I don't know movers or something. Mini burgers, movers. slickers, <laughs> slicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, and with that, uh, since we got our drunk of the week done at the same time, I do believe we are finished. Good with this week's Sunday session, which is Great. perfect because the pizza arrived. I don't know if you guys heard that like an hour or ago. smelled the, it, but the pizza <laughs> arrived. We do Adam and Eve, and uh, I don't need to this week okay. actually. I can read it. Yeah, <laughs> for like the first line, maybe. <laughs> What's the name of our uh, theme song? That I Pale, and you know, I didn't. I can't ever find it because you don't have a close break set. I know. So I just played out. Um, there it is. So you just sing it for us, JP. Go. Play one of those trophy fire songs. Again. I was going now. Now I found yeah. it. So, uh, but I did. I did want to mention that the trophy fire new album Modern Hearts is available right now. You can get it on iTunes. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can get it if you go to GrayDayRecords.com. That's the name of their record label. And I think that uh, it's going to be available in the Brewing Network store pretty soon too. Um, and I got to tell you it's an awesome <laughs> album you're and surprised i know i'm saying this surprised but it's because i've been a supporter of shoon for a long time and most of his bands and i do while i like the trophy fire i am surprised at how great this new album is it's great it's good i've had it on in on heavy rotation in my house so you're saying that it is possible to polish a turd it's possible <laughs> And I'm trying to say it nicely, but I mean it. This album is great. It's good. Yeah. And their last album was good. Well, is it great or is it good? It's great. Right. It's good. It's the new album's great. Good. They've stepped up their game a lot. You they say. really stepped it up. And Ben just wrote some awesome songs, yeah. and they oh, yeah. added some new components to the music. There's a little bit of a MIDI going on, and, and it's good. It's, it's a great album. So check it out. Modern Hearts uh, from the Trophy Fire. Thank you for the reminder, Tasty, sure. on that. Okay, uh, there's no show next week. There's not, but we do have lots of great shows coming up for the rest of the year. Stone Brewing and Dogfish Head and the Black Star Co-op and many others. A lot of good stuff. Uh, we're taking Halloween weekend off, so go have yourselves a good time. I know we're going to, and um, I'm going to dress up like Jesus. 
Again. Again. Five years in a row. You do it well. That can't. That doesn't count if you dress up like him every day, anyways. It does, though. That's your daily costume. Because I go and I hang out with people who don't uh, normally see me. That's that's how it. That's how it changes. So, uh, yeah. All right. So no show next week. We're gonna go party. And uh, I think that's it, right? We yep. good? That's it. We're great. All Wait, right. Pizza. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Love it.